The Beer with Friends podcast is pre-recorded in the D2R studios. It is intended for an audience of 21 and older. Please drink responsibly and stay hydrated. That was seven six five four three. Yeah, yeah. Eight six seven five three. Okay. That's my that's my sister's phone number. Oh, nice. Her name's Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's I think a, I know her. I've seen her. She's hot as fuck too. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny. That's right. Ooh. They pay for that number, don't they? That comes up every once in a while, doesn't it? Like in New York or some shit like that. Eight six seven five three one nine. And you have to dial it as nine. Yeah, yeah. You nine, can't just yeah, do nine. Yeah. <laughs> we had the cops come to work on Friday because they dialed nine one one and hung up. The IT department did because that carries law went into effect, where you what? have to you have to be able to dial nine one one without dialing anything else. Yes. Yeah. So they were testing it. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> my boss Mary's like, no, you listen, you can't fucking call Rockford nine one one. And even and tell them, and even tell them that that's what you're doing, and then not expect for them to freaking come, right? They don't think they have that's to awesome. fucking come. He walked in, he like at four forty-five, just making sure everything's okay. It's fine. I know. All right, Good Dennis. <laughs> Dennis says he's shopping. He couldn't be here tonight. <laughs> that was his comment on my post. He was happy I stood he's, up he's, for him. He's by shopping. The way. Yep. People got to shop. What did Corey say? When I tagged him, who's Corey? Oh, I don't know. He didn't say much of anything. On last I saw of him was last night, and he didn't say much. So no, he seemed to be doing. He seemed to be having a good time. Yeah, but so what hops are in this beer? (coughs) Green ones. Oh, it's so juicy. (laughs) Ah, Citric, Citra Mosaic, Eldorado, Simcoe, and Halotar Blanc. It Man. is rocking. Uh, the other day, I drank three of those, uh, three of these in a row. Nice. I can understand why. Oh man, that's ridiculous. All the little bottles, I've, uh, all the single bottles I've had from them, are pretty good. I oh. just yeah, their sour stuff's been pretty yeah. nice, and especially their their dry hop sour series, I really enjoy. Okay, I really let the hop shine in that one. I really just love craft cans these days. It's easily por- portable and. Just so easy to store in the fridge, and anything that is canned is always better to me. San Francisco is Alto Almanac. Okay, we we're talking about Coronado, and then now we're talking about Almanac. <laughs> Welcome to the Beer with Friends podcast. I'm your host, Eric, the Beer Father. Back for another fun-filled episode of craft beer drinking. Oh, no. Eric, honestly, that was a sincere gesture. <laughs> you made me this thing. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Did it cut out or did you cut no. it there? Okay, it's finally. It's worked so far. Uh, thank you for joining us. We're doing a Screw City Beer Festival preview episode. Screw City Beer Festival coming up in just a couple of days of this airing. And uh, hopefully you have your tickets because it is sold out. So uh, joining us tonight, uh, most of the normal cast of characters, we have Chuck, a.k.a. the Beef. You're one big beaver. Uh, of course, uh, J. 
Chuck's wife and uh, the beer mama herself. Uh, Gina's here. Nice beaver. And uh, producer nice. Ryan, of course, the beer ninja sitting across from me. And then, of course, uh, we have a special guest in-house. Uh, first time on the podcast. Been trying to get him here for a long time. Uh, finally worked out, and it's good for us because we get to poke his brain for all things uh, Screw City Beer Fest. One of the original four horsemen of the festival, uh, Aaron Schlager, uh, beer aficionado. Aaron, Aaron, when do we leave Egypt? <laughs> wow. That is not what I was expecting. That's a deep quote. <laughs> what, uh, what quote were you thinking? Some kind of is movie quote? Or? Is it obvious? Aaron? So the other day... Uh-oh. He's pulling stuff out. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. All right. So the other so the other day when I was kind of looking back on the intros, I'm like, man, what are we gonna do for me? So I wrote a I wrote a note just so I could pull it out. If it did happen, I could pull it out and be like, man, three days ago <laughs> yeah, I called it, <laughs> and I thought for sure it was gonna be the Key and Peele AA run. Get that all the time. And I didn't even know it was a, a Keen Peel bit until oh, I, I hilarious. decided to Google it because I was getting it so much. And so, yeah. yeah. So you really let me down here tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry. Really, just the more you show up, the the, the better they. Oh yeah. The deeper the cuts oil. get. So, <laughs> yeah, Aaron Schlager from uh, Artali Beer or Artali Wine Company and uh, certified Cicerone. Um, been. Uh, Helping us select some of the best beer in the area for a long time now. Uh, I guess uh, tell us a little bit, as usual, when we get new guests, we try to get a little backstory from everybody. Uh, Before we get into that, we're just going to quick mention the warm-up beer we had. Uh, We're drinking uh, San Francisco IPA from Almanac. This is a uh, super juicy IPA, and uh, I, I gave this a four. This is a solid, solid beer. I could crush on these cans for sure. I get four and a quarter. Yeah. I like it. It's delicious. I also say four and a quarter. Super tasty. Man. You have to give my rating. If you want to, yeah. You're welcome to. You don't have to. I don't know. I'd probably give it a four. Four and a half on this. Just because it's new and it's fresh and, you know, it's uh, really enjoying it right now. So, kind of a home run from Almanac on this one. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go four and a half as well. It's super smooth. Give this Crush these. Super smooth. I like it. There's no bite. Mm-hmm. It's that traditional tropical IPA flavor. It's yeah. kind of got that soft, kind of a soft palate, a little bit of that hazy, kind of New England influence almost without too terribly trying to be that. Yeah. You can still see through it. Mm. Somewhat. Not completely, but somewhat. Yeah. So, anyway, back to... Uh, your brief history. Of Can we talk day. about me for a second? Yeah, we're going to talk about you. Uh, <laughs> let the people know uh, what uh, what your story is. Uh, we've all heard it before. Yeah, I think you pretty much summed it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I've been the beer director at Artali Wine Company for about five years now. Uh, they opened uh, going on eight years ago. And then six years ago, we, uh, a couple buddies and I, we founded uh, Screw City Beer Festival. So we're going, this will be our sixth year. I'm really happy about it, really looking forward to it, and it's been really grateful for how it's been received in the community and, and elsewhere. Um, and, yes, yeah, certified Chicharone Cicerone since 2009, looking back on it now. So, 
um, just a fancy word for drinking beer for a living, I guess. So that's what a lot of people think. It's a good thing. But yeah. can't complain. I mean, it's it's not... Is it a super intense uh, certification, or is it... I know to be a... There's a there's an easy one to be a certified beer server, mm-hmm. but as far as the Cicerone process, is it a... a a year, a year course, or many years worth of studying. To, to depends on your, yeah. I think your own it, personal. Yeah, I think it just kind of depends on where you are at, kind of in the industry. If you are, if you even work in the industry, um, I know quite a few that don't even work in the industry. They just really love beer, and they decided they want to go for it. That's kind of how I started off. Um, wasn't working in the industry. I really liked beer, and I kind of figured if there was one way in, it would be kind of to do that. So. Um, I was 23, I believe, when uh, when I went through that, and from the time I found out about it to the time I took the first exam, it was about, or the second exam, actually, the second level exam was about four months. So, I mean, when you're unemployed, you've got a lot of time on your hand, and you can put a lot of uh, put a lot of effort into it. Right. You know, uh, wholesalers, distributors, uh, breweries, they'll send their you know sales staff and and whatnot kind of through it as a requirement. So I guess it depends. I've seen people that. Um, it's required of them to go through it, and there's not as much of um, kind of a, a passion there, really, that's kind of looked at as kind of an obligation almost. And then there are the people that kind of have this big passion for it and re- are really into it, and they're really driven to kind of go through it, and uh, they do. And uh, so, yeah, it's just uh, kind of just depends on where, where your standard knowledge is and just a lot of reading and tasting and, you know, just experience is huge, too. So It seemed like for a while there, I mean, uh there was a published list of you know certified, and for a long time you were the only one in the area. I don't, I haven't checked that list in a long time. Or yeah, I haven't checked it either. Um, I, I can ch- imagine with the industry being where it is, it's probably a lot bigger now. Oh yeah, yeah. When you know this was two thousand nine, I think in two thousand and nine, the Cicerone program, which was started by Ray Daniels, he's an industry titan. He's a former brewmaster. He's authored quite a few. Um, very prominent books about um, beer and, and production, and um, he very smart guy too. And so started this back in I think 2008, if I'm not mistaken, as a way to just elevate the uh, level of service within the industry. I mean, the you're starting to see breweries open up day in and day out, and you've got all this great beer coming out, and so they kind of figured there needs to be a nice standard of service in order uh, to accommodate the, these wide range of beers. and um, So, yeah, it's it's growing every day. I mean, I think when when I got it, there was maybe a couple thousand people across the country, and now there's tens, dozens, you know, tens of thousands. Right. Um, and they even added uh, a, a third level, which was... Um, a fourth level, essentially. So it goes certified beer server, certified Cicerone, and then master Cicerone. And then late last year, they announced the addition of um, a level between level two and three, which became the third level, and that was advanced Cicerone. Um, And they administered the first seating or sitting of that exam back in February of this year. So... Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, I guess to make a, a long story, or a short story long, it's, uh, it's really grown leaps and bounds over the, la- especially over the last, like, two, d- two years, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, something I was pretty interested in when I first heard that what you were doing, and when I kind of looked into it, I mean, I wish I had more time to put into it, but, uh, 
it's not in the cards right now. Yeah. So just do it. Do it at like do the it. midnight. I just want to. I, I just want to be a certified beer server. Yeah, I want that. that which is pretty easy. I could just sit down at the computer. That's a that's a dial on the computer. Yeah, you could just sit down, knock that out in like twenty minutes. I'm pretty sure it's pretty pretty baseline for you. Yeah. I'll never, I'll never take a beer from you. <laughs> I feel like I serve a lot of beers anyway, so I might as well be certified to do so. Officer, I was served by a certified server. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. Or you made the mistake because you weren't served by a certified. Oh, that's yeah, that's probably the problem. Yes. Well, we just cracked another beer, as you uh, probably heard a minute or two ago. It's this awful. is uh, one of the first. Uh, breweries that we're going to be talking about a, a new brewery to Screw City Beer Fest uh, this year. Um, I believe they weren't there yep. last yep, year definitely. or years definitely. past. So uh, new to the market, we talk about them all the time. So there's no need for a back history on Half Acre Brewing Company out of Chicago. Um, I was able to find uh, the Navaja uh, Double IPA um, when I was traveling around this week. Thought it would be a nice treat to share with everybody because it's. Uh, not hit the market here quite yet. We're a little behind, but um, I'm really looking forward to this being here all, when it comes because I will be buying another four pack of it. So I cheated. I had one of these last night, so this isn't my first uh, taste of this. Yeah, I saw that. You I mean, two nights ago, rather. I feel very insulted being here right now. <laughs> now I've had Navaja at the brewery last year too, so I mean it was. This is my first canned experience with yeah, this it used to be. in two days, but it used to be brewery only. Okay, yeah, it was kind of so. A, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was kind of a staple in tap room, right? Yeah, every time I was in there, it seemed to they did it like yeah, six or eight times a year. It yeah. wasn't necessarily always on tap, but it it was on tap more often than it wasn't. Sure, yeah. Sure. So, yeah, this is this is ridiculous. The nose on this is just it's bonkers. It's an awful beer. A lot of the similar uh, hop mm-hmm. from the last one, but just a little bit more. So it kind of has a candy, almost kind of a candy note on yeah, it, a, sweet. bit of a sweeter note. Definitely, a, maybe a touch more bitterness. Yeah, a little pinier, little well, not pinier, but uh, not as resiny. It's kind of resiny. Yeah, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's that nose. <laughs> Darth Vader over there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's fine. You don't need to. It's all my fault. That nose, that beautiful, wonderful nose. So we're really looking forward to Half Acre being there. Uh, again, they're one of the new breweries. Uh, if you want to see the complete brewery list of who's going to be at Screw City this year, you can go to ScrewCityBeerFest.com. Um, by the time this comes out, hopefully there'll be some uh, some lists of. Uh, we're keeping it all. Beers. We're keeping it all a secret. That That's would cool. be okay with me, actually. <laughs> no, it's nice to get it out there so people can kind of plan, especially if they're waiting at the front gate for four hours. It gives them time to kind of <laughs> plan <laughs> their uh, morning. <laughs> four yeah. hours. Something wait. to do in line. <laughs> Going for a record this year. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. So the the whole brewery list itself is up on the website, and then probably by Tuesday we'll have. Maybe about 90, 95% of the beer is up. We're still kind of waiting on a couple brands to kind of push through with their Are you just trying to do it all at so once rather than doing it a little bit at a time? You, know, in, you it, did trickle it before. In yeah, and in years past we did. Um, and this year is just, you know, your your plate kind of fills up with stuff and then you just kind oh, of yeah. decide. It's, it's nice to kind of get most of it kind of locked in before you start putting it up because 
things change, mm-hmm. you know, not, not only in two weeks leading up to the festival, but, you know, if you start putting beer lists out three months in advance, most breweries don't even really know if, if they're going to have something in production at that right. point. Right. So we've kind of learned over the years it doesn't really make sense to worry about that stuff too much until about three weeks out, because mm-hmm. uh, that's when you, you're going to get kind of an accurate uh, view of, uh, of what to expect. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, so I think we're waiting on maybe like three or four breweries to kind of confirm on what they're going to do. But otherwise, uh, Tuesday, (laughs) actually, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) not not local, not local like is in Rockford, but like uh, regional. Um, And so yeah, by Tuesday, I would say if you hop on the website, you should see about ninety ninety percent of the list up, and we can kind of jump through uh, a lot of that tonight if you want. We've got uh, I've got most of it in front of me, but oh, a lot of. Yeah. Exclusive. I mean, it'll be it'll this be bold. Old news, it's exclusive <laughs> for us at the moment, but uh, do we old news by the time we release? Uh, do we have Thursday. breaking news music? <laughs> oh, um, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in here. Uh, let's see. I think I moved. It. Pressure's on. It's uh, not right there. Mm-hmm. Huh? Not right where. Right where you were. Bruising the news. Play that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a seven break. Date live beer with friends. Ryan still likes beer. <laughs> no, we do have some uh, we have some releases that we can talk about. I'm actually excited to hear it. I mean, I'm not gonna write everything down and sneak it out there or anything. But you sure? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'll keep the pen. pen. I'll keep the pen. No, I'm good. I, I'm good. I'll have enough time to, to only wait. We were recording this. I guess <laughs> what I want to do is I want to know the newer breweries that are coming um, that haven't been to the festival before. I'm more interested in what they're doing. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. So, yeah, so in 2015, we saw 51 breweries at the festival, um, all directly represented, uh, meaning that someone from the brewery, whether it's a sales rep, a brewer themselves, an owner, someone affi- directly affiliated with the, the brewery is at the festival. Um, we've kind of gotten away from the, the volunteer pouring uh, that we did in the first couple of years. It's kind of necessary in order to kind of start up, but that makes sense. You know, people want to come to when they, if they come to a, an event like that, they want to be able to. They have a lot of questions. They want to be able to talk to, you know, someone that that knows a little bit more about the beer. They can tell you how they how they made it or what to expect. You know, with variations in the future and whatnot. So uh, we've made that a high priority over the last couple of years, as um, it needs to be directly. Rep- Represented and, and so far it's been a great thing. You um, can tell it's yeah it's it's absolutely awesome, especially for how small the festival is. Absolutely amazing. Thanks. Um, so yeah, this year we are still uh, hovering at that fifty-one uh, brewery range. So I like that size. Yeah, yeah. And of the of the fifty-one breweries this year, twenty-one of those breweries are brand new. Uh, Actually, I shouldn't say brand new. A couple of those weren't there last year, but were there in years past, like Bells and Deschutes. Uh, they weren't there last year. They weren't able to make it, but they're back on board this year. But um, So maybe 19 or so breweries are, are brand new this year, and 13 of those are Illinois only. So you're you're kind of seeing just this, ex- you know, kind of this explosion of in the last couple of years of all these Chicago breweries opening up and whatnot. So... Um, so yeah, among among some of the brand new people that were you know we're excited about everyone, but coming out of Chicago, you know, you mentioned earlier about uh, Half Acre, which we're really excited for Mars, Mars like those so guys. Awesome. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they'll be back. Um, Pollyanna, Middle Brow, Scorched Earth, Salmoth, we're really excited about. Um, definitely some salad beer. Gonna have some fun sponge from them on tap. That oh. goes down pretty easy. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Burnt City, uh, Crystal Lake, Argus, Five Rabbit, Around the Bend. All these guys oh. have kind of popped up in the last couple of years. And then probably one of my one of my favorite breweries in the last two years or so to kind of come on has been Urban Chestnut mm-hmm. out of St. Louis. Talk about just an all-around solid, solid beer. Uh, one of their co-founders and, and their brewmaster is German-born, trained at Weinstefaner and worked at uh, Anheuser for like 10 years before leaving and deciding to kind of go on his own. And um, a couple beers from them we're really excited is Stamtisch, their Pilsner. I don't know if anybody's have had that at all. I have not had that well, one. We'll drink it tonight. Um, sorry about the noise. Uh, so oh, the bottle noise is fun. Bottle noise is going to be as loud as you want. Yeah, the, it's when Chuck drums on the table. Oh, that's, that's, a long, that's a long time ago. That's yeah. cool. That, that was <laughs> so re- recently, like Paste Mag, I don't know if you guys have been reading like the Paste Magazine blind tastings that they've been doing over the last like, mm-hmm. year and a half now. They've kind of come on strong with some kind of some some uh, beer articles and whatnot. And every now and then, they collect you know beer of a certain style throughout. A time frame, and they all blind taste it throughout their uh, staff, and I, I think a panel of maybe other people, and then they they go ahead and just throw out a ranking. So they've done, I know they've done IPA, I think they've done stouts, and most recently they did uh, lagers or pilsners, and I'm not sure if it was specific to pilsner, but um, number one on that list came out to uh, Stamtish. It's funny you mentioned blind tasting because next week's episode um, we're doing an Oktoberfest episode because it's going to be. Um, officially after Labor Day and fair game on Oktoberfest, and uh, we will be blind tasting uh, American Craft Brewery's version of Oktoberfest versus actual German breweries oh, nice. to see and see who wins between USA and Germany. It's gonna be so I'm very uh, we're going to blind taste it. It's going to be completely. Uh, uh, it's going to be completely fair across the board. You know. But uh, I'm excited. Do, to do you, do you have the lineup? So I haven't. Uh, I haven't finalized it. I've gotten. I've gotten some decent ones uh, so far. Uh, um, some good traditional German ones, and then some uh, mostly local within a, a state or two of uh, on the uh, the the American craft ones. Nothing uh, real far away, but nothing uh, super. Um, not just ju- not just the state of Illinois. So. Yeah, it's it's great doing it that soon as well because they're all coming out. They're hitting the market now and they're nice and fresh and. Um, and that's the nice it. thing about the, the, the German ones too Aren't is you, you find them at places that don't normally have them, even the German ones, and you know they haven't been sitting on the shelf sure. for a oh, terrible get, long amount of time. You can go get some three-year-old maybe at Royal <laughs> four-year-old maybe back in the back I'm positive I'm positive yes yeah. along with my year-old curmudgeon that I got last, <laughs> yes. last night that was been in the fridge its whole life though so yeah. I couldn't help it Chuck found year-old curmudgeon nice. which probably um, isn't the wor- hardest thing to find but it was yeah, yeah. so probably it is out pretty well yeah let's uh let's yeah. jump back real quick because I know we're I know uh, certain listeners of the podcast are yelling at us right now saying you didn't rate Navaha you've already gone on to a new beer and you didn't rate it so I gave Navaha four and a half ditto it is I I, I kind of think I sold the almanac beer short because it's just as good it's just a little different so I also gave it a four and a half yeah I'd say four point two five. 
curveball. Yeah. Um, four and a half for me. It's, it's delicious. A gold can. Not going to complain. But helps too. Yeah, hopefully we see those sooner than later. They're on pre-order for the market for rollout in, in this market, and um, so hopefully sooner than later. Now that now that can start rolling on the Chicago market. Not too long ago. Yeah. Chuck, where are you at? I already did. Oh, okay. Four and, four and a half. Four and a half over. Pay attention. Tracker. We all like four agree. Four five on the San Francisco IPA. Yeah. So, back to where we were talking about Urban Chestnut. Urban Chestnut. Chestnut. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they've got a, a pretty killer lineup this year. They'll be bringing Stamtisch, which is the beer we're drinking right now. They're you know German Pilsner. Uh, they'll have their Zwickel on tap, which one. is. Mm-hmm. Summer crusher of mine this this season. It's unfiltered Bavarian lager. Goes down nice and easy. Tons of flavor. Um, and then they'll have their Oktoberfest beer on. And one I'm really excited to try is their uh, Cuvée de Peche, which is a peach mm. lambic. Okay. Which is you uh, said fruit. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'd really like to have their West Coast. I haven't had. I haven't seen it fresh. When I mean, I've seen it all. Like I think I saw it. At Loglies or whatever. It was like January, and I was like, "Good God Almighty, I'm not buying this." I mean, my wife happened. But I've been handing uh, their IPAs fresh. I'd like to have those. Yeah, they're great. I mean, definitely coming. You know, from a, a German brewmaster, those Germans really lean on the super clean flavors, and so you're not going to get the hoppiest, the the most bitter, the the craziest IPA out of them. But you're going to get just a really well made, super clean, mm-hmm. just great drinking. IPA. I mean, they've got their Fantasyland. They've got their Stilipa. Yeah, it's all the Fantasyland. Um, just n- nice, nice, clean beer. It's home run, home run brewery for sure. That's cool. That's that's one thing I've I've kind of grown to love about Pilsners this time of year. Yeah, they're, they're, Pilsners have really grown on me this year because so many different breweries have <coughs> come out with them. Is just the clean, like aftertaste. There's there's just nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just so clean and easy to drink. So and this is this is no exception. This is delicious. Yeah, maybe not the best one to follow up after Navaja with yeah. this big big happy. No, I'm. Nights, I, but, I, I um, love this one's, uh, this one's really standing up. I mean, it's. I love it's changing nice, it up. Yeah. I love going from one one extreme to another. Sure. Because it, if you do too many crazy beers in a row, you kind of get ballot fatigue, for sure. So. Well, it's not Miller Lite, but I mean. No, not at all. You can tell this is a rotator when you scan the label. You get like ten different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. About two years. It's a rotator you piece. Two years ago, Danielle had been on a road trip down to the Missouri area. Oh yeah, you did have. And uh, she brought some Urban Chestnut back. I I called a local liquor store in the area and basically talked to the to the clerk or the beer manager or whoever it was and just basically picked his brain based off of his website and what he he uh, suggested and not only did I get uh, the Zwickle but they also had at the time a uh, barrel aged um, I want to say it was like a, either an old ale or a barley wine okay. that was like a, a, a seasonal you know seasonal beer that they only do every so often so he's like, yeah, we've got some of those in right now. And I said, well, let's try it. And we drank it probably within I don't know, three or four months of me getting it. It was delicious. So I thought I was going to have all this pulled up ahead of time, but we got to talking about other things. So 
so enjoying the beer. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. What uh, what other new breweries will be there this year that we talked about? You see, you'd mentioned there were twenty one new ones. Yeah, so um, we've got you know a lot of the Chicago ones I, I I mentioned earlier, but I would like to get to something that is going to be pretty different for this year that we've never had, and that's going to be a sake brand. Ooh. I saw I that. I saw that there. sake one on yeah. there. Uh, Saki Wankura, and they're they're a domestic sake producer. They're in uh, Forest Grove, Oregon. Yep, and we carry we, we carry their brands at the at the store, and um, they go over pretty well. They're pretty popular. So there's actually kind of a a hometown connection with that company, which is why um, we were so willing to to kind of bring a, a sake on board for this year. It's just kind of something cool to kind of throw in the mix. You know, we've we've always had a couple cider brands mm-hmm. uh, over the last couple of years, and that always gives someone kind of something something new to to break away from all the hops and the malt from for the for the afternoon. But the sake is pretty cool. This one is going to be a, an all organic um, Oregon made sake, which is they're going to be poured on tap too. It's going to be a draft <laughs> cool. draft sake. That's uh, nice. So nice. pretty excited about that. And then back talking about uh, this the cider end of things. Um, new this year will be Blake Cider out of Armada, Michigan, which they've been cranking out some really delicious, really delicious ciders, well-made stuff, especially their their El Chavo, which is their mango habanero cider, which is... Oh, I'm down. Good, which good. is Anything with peppers, I'm down. And then um, one that's uh, kind of newer for us is is their Beard Bender, which is their uh, dry, their like zero-brick sugar cider, which is super clean and dry, so uh, looking forward to that. And then... Also, I think that actually wraps it, wraps it up for new cider. Um, and then one of my personal favorites, uh, Firestone Walker, just king of kings out there. And this will be the first year that they've been um, in attendance at the festival. So awesome. tonight I brought some of this, uh, this, uh, this terrible beer. Batch one Velvet Merkin <laughs> to, to celebrate on that. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to them. And they're, they're just kind of concentrating on core for this year. We're going to have, you know, Pivo on draft and Luponic, Luponic Batch 2 on draft. So you can't, can't ever go wrong with those. And I no, think, that'd be good. I think Union Jack, Union Jack bottles. So if you want a fail safe, just real, real strong Pilsner and, and West Coast IPA, definitely visit the, the Firestone table. Good stuff. Yeah, the beer I was thinking of, it was that barley wine. It was called Daft. Oh yeah, I've heard great, great things about it. Yeah, not had it myself. We had it. Uh, thank you, Untapped, for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's nice. May seventeenth, two thousand fourteen. So, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, but uh, it was delicious. It was part of their. I forget what they call that series, but it's a. It's like a barrel aged specialty series. It's hard to tell from the picture here, but he was good. So. But other than that, the only other one I've had is, like I said, this Wickle. So this is a uh, this is a new beer for me, which is yeah. This has never been released on its own in a four pack, to my knowledge. I know that Ms. The, the state of Missouri they do things a little bit different liquor law wise than in Illinois, and so are they similar to like uh, Pennsylvania n- as far as like state state run stores and, and stuff yeah. like that? No, they're not. But in terms of what kind of packaging formats they choose to do. So if you know four hands, they came out with those three sixty lid mm-hmm. cans, you know, last year. They're I think they were doing contact high in that and whatnot. Yeah. And um Urban Chestnut also did the three sixty lid cans, I think, with 
uh, Fantasyland and, and Zwickel. I think those are the two. Um, but they can't send those to Illinois. Illinois right. has some weird law against, you know, a, a fully open-topped can. Um, but, so, they could be releasing Stamptish on its own, maybe in Missouri, that we don't know about. But right. to my knowledge, Stamptish has only been available in the bottle through the summer variety pack that we've got, which has... Uh, Actually, there's Slip Hills, which is an Imperial Pilsner, kind of almost the Imperial version of Stamtish. That's cool. If I'm not mistaken. And then their Oxenbrau, which is their traditional Doppelbach. And then their Urbanator, which is their Pal Doppelbach, which is excellent, too. So we've got all those on hand if you guys want to try those tonight. Awesome. Um, and um, so, yeah, so Stamtish is kind of an, a nice debut. You know, that article in Pace Magazine came out, but at, th- at that point... It uh, wasn't really available to us unless it was on tap somewhere. So uh, once it showed up in the variety pack, we were pretty pretty stoked to give it a whirl. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's, I, I gave it a four. I mean, for a Pilsner, it's, it's really tasty and clean. Um, I just feel sorry for all those babies. Missouri walking around with cans stuck on their hands. Fucking <laughs> 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 tops off of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. I'm sure that's why the Illinois is smarter and won't allow that. All the noise on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. I gave it a three seven five. I gave it a four. Me too. I give it a four, four and a half. I just one of those things I'm really looking forward to, and it's it just uh, you know really uh, vibed with me pretty pretty great. And so yeah, it's always fun to find lower ABV beers that have good flavor too, though. You know, it seems like. You don't have to necessarily have a high number to equal good taste. It's just, it's become more the norm that you can get great flavored beers, not just lambics, but uh, other other things, other types, without it being, you know, six, seven, eight percent every time or more. So I'll go with the or more. <laughs> That's the way you like it, or more. <laughs> All right. Well, what's next? I have a question about Harry Cow. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted. I, to, I know. I've never heard of this. I wanted to take it in that direction. So yeah, I've got a little. I, I was tipped off at this a uh, few months back when we were at Great Taste Line by somebody who uh, lives in the Byron area. So. Yeah. So Harry Cow Brewing Company. They're a new brewery coming to Byron, Illinois. So Byron's about 25 minutes southish of the Rockford area. Uh, for those listening that may not be familiar. And, yeah, it'll be the first brewery in Ogle County, I believe. And they are slated to open. I think they've, I don't know if they've broken ground yet, but I think they're building brand new, brand new facility. If you look to the southwest and you see the billowing smoke, it's steam, but it's not smoke. But the but the billowing, uh, you know, white clouds <laughs> coming out the of the brewery? sky. It's uh, <laughs> that's Byron, Illinois, where the where the nuclear power, power plant, plant is. It's uh, it's the chocolate factory, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Willy Wonka's. It's yeah. where Homer works <laughs> in Illinois. Yeah. It's right. It's in Springfield, Illinois. Yes. Actually. Should we do another beer before we get yeah. further? Yeah. What do you guys want to do? Wait. What do we got? I see three on the table. We've got, uh, if you want to keep it on the lighter side, I've got some more urban chestnut stuff. I've got more of the Almanac IPA. Um, oh, you want to know what? Let's do this. I brought kind of, a, kind of a rando. Uh-oh. Um, it's good to know somebody that works at a 
place that sells beer. Yeah. <laughs> this is a. Uh, oh yeah, we were talking about this. Uh, Brewmaster Jack. Mm-hmm. And they're out on the east coast, Williamsburg, Massachusetts. Um, not at the not at the Screw City Beer Festival. Festival. Not at the Screw City Beer no. Festival. Um, this the name of this beer is Happiness is a warm pun. And it's a double IPA. All right. Let's give it a whirl. I'm excited for Mars. I freaking love the yeah. Mars beers. I'm Do we know what they're bringing? Fruit Punch so Jungle Boogie, please. Is that unclear yet? We, we don't, uh, actually. So we're still waiting to hear back uh, from Mars and see what they're bringing. I, I can't imagine they're going to they're gonna let us down pretty no, much. They, no, they pretty, don't. Pretty solid with everything they do. And, yeah, it would be great. I would love to see... That uh, fruit punch, oh, uh, jungle buggy. That looks with the Kool Aid man. Pretty, <laughs> pretty smashable on what we oh, hope yeah. to be a nice, a nice September, early September afternoon. Uh, but yeah, still waiting on those. So that's kind of, um, it's kind of still in the works. So we've um, uh, we've we had a good conversation with them when you had the event at our tallies um, mm-hmm. during the Half Acre Mars and Spiteful Spiteful mm-hmm. at the at the. Uh, the store there, and uh, we hooked up and got his business cards, and he's he's contacted us via email saying he's interested in coming on the show. So we're hoping to do that during the cooler months when there's not as many festivals and you know all these big beers. You know, it's a little bit easier for people to get away and not, or or, or for even us to get away for you know a weekend or something. So we're hoping to get a little bit more uh, interview type episodes where it's not just the Chuckleheads sitting around drinking beer and talking to each other. Yeah, but uh, it makes them really awesome. Just off the wall. Some of the shit is off the wall. It's yeah, really strange stuff. Taking that home brewer aesthetic to the max, you know, and just <laughs> throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks, and you know, not really giving a shit about what anyone no, else thinks. You know, I mean, like they it. just kind of almost spin the giant wheel and. Land on a couple different ingredients and go ahead and you know, let's do it. Let's make beer. You know? Know? No, it's yeah, it's a it's, cool way to do things. They've yeah. always got something kind of exciting coming and, out, and and I I I, th- I personally think I like their art direction. I think is at the moment one of the coolest yeah. out there. I, they make some really fucking cool looking shit. A lot of their stuff. Yeah, they work with. I believe some of their stuff is Zimmer Design. I think it's a design house okay. out on the East Coast, maybe New York or so. And I f- I follow Zimmer on Instagram. Okay, and so they've they're. Their brand, I mean, their design aesthetic in general is just uh, really, really phenomenal across the board. And so, uh, yeah, the the Mars stuff really stands out on the shelf. It's pretty cool. Yeah. This beer here is terrible. It's really good. They're all terrible so far. <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> is there caramel, or is that am I? Way off like, on is that? it made with caramel? No, I. I like One of the taste. Of it's sweet. Yeah, it's got. A, I mean, it's it's not a light beer by any means. It's, this sucker like clocks in it. It's got a sweetness even in the nose. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I can smell it and I can taste. But <coughs> to me, I go to caramel. But that's what I was like asking you because you can you probably know like I'm sure it's no? the malt. Bill. I can't. Well, I mean, you can't taste it and be like, oh, it's got the you know. No, I, mean, I see. Yeah, no, I definitely see where you're getting at. Yeah, def- definitely a touch of caramel. I don't know much about this brewery, let alone this particular beer, so I don't know what kind of goes into it for them. Um, but yeah, no, I can definitely see where you're coming from. It's dank. A real dank son of a bitch. I like the simplicity of the, the packaging, too. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's that's better than going mm-hmm. crazy over the top with uh, 
It's a lot. It, it reminds me of uh, Evil Twin quite a bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Real plain, just mm-hmm. the words. Sometimes being able to read what the beer is is more important than no having crazy pink lightning bolts and a fucking. Depends on where your priorities are at. A cat, a cat on a unicorn with a golden gun. (laughs) Or like trying to decorate your refrigerator. The Navaja that we had earlier with the you know the skeleton uh, six arms carrying the yeah yeah, six arm skeleton carrying uh, the bunch of knives. Yeah, and and I think there's a throwing star in there too. Mm -hmm. No, it's his arm. Yeah. Joint, like a throwing star joint. Yeah, yeah I gotta say that's probably one of the most elaborate labels that they have, especially since it's in three in two colors too. It's yeah, like it's it's on, it's right on the can. This is not a label, so you, you have to listen it's to really that metal when you have that can. Chicago and their detailed label art, you know, between Half Acre, which nails it, and Salamoth. Yeah, Three Floyds, Skeleton Vikings. The new Pipeworks cans mm-hmm. definitely right. has that like tattoo aesthetic mm-hmm. to it, like mm-hmm. really uh, finely detailed. And whatnot. Almost, yeah. Yeah. It really stands out on the shelf, really pops, and I mean that's kind of what you need. I mean, besides the beer being really solid, kind of you kind of need that on the shelf these days to kind of draw on the consumer's eye. I like this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Giant that's cat eating dinosaurs. <laughs> 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 well, that's a that's a, a cuddly cat eating a dinosaur. That's a double label that's too. A, that's always the best. Oh yeah. I wasn't gonna peel it until I opened it, but Uh-oh. well don't just don't do it yet, just in case no <laughs> you you're gonna commit yourself to opening it now. If you peel the label off. I don't think that's Oh he did it. Oh there's another kitty on the knee. Oh it looks Japanese. But there's something really vicious about to happen. It's a tease. Oh yeah, look at it. Oh big hugs. Oh, he's playing with a tiny dinosaur. He's teasing a tiny dinosaur. Do you have a cat like that, Eric? Uh, not with <laughs> white paws, but I do have a uh, ginger you got cat. A ginger. It was National Ginger <laughs> Cat Day the other day. Dead at the yeah. end, or it's wishing it was dead. Maybe, maybe that's it. Oh, yeah. I'm glad we did that. Nice. Glad we did that. That was a nice There's little a story. Cute little, uh, <laughs> cute little dinosaur underneath. Story time. Cover it up friends. for the time being. Yes. Uh, yes. We've got one of the uh, peel off labels on the back of his uh, his noteboard there. Yeah. From, Last year's yeah, was, the cat has gotten increasingly uh, yeah, more menacing. menacing yeah. yeah, vicious, right? Vicious. Yeah. It's all about that. He's getting cat. older. He's getting yeah. more uh, crotchety. Yeah, yeah that's, that's like <laughs> the, very, very jaded. That cat. I that's, think that's the 2015 or 20. That's yeah, the cat from Big Trouble Little China. Like the <laughs> the end, like the possessed guy. Would you say that in this area, they're probably the. Dark Matter is probably the leader for coffee and beer together. I mean, it seems like they work with so many different brewers. Yeah, what, who does uh, Goose Island use? Intelligence. Intelligence, yeah. Intelligence, yeah. yeah I think was the original I mean, they're, stuff. They seem to be, like, the big players, you know, early on. And, you know, I think coffee, ro- your roasting companies are like breweries. Yeah, these days, aren't they? Kind of popping yeah. up on every yeah. corner. But, I mean, Dark Matters worked with Half Acre. They worked with Pipeworks. They worked with... Yeah, but I think they just get their coffee, though, don't they? I mean, more than anything, they go and buy their coffee every day, didn't they? Really? Just... I don't know. There's got to be some kind of agreement. Well, of course. I mean, if they're paying for the material, you, you could pretty much do what you want with the coffee, correct? Well, I mean, w- right. But, but you would have to order it on such a large scale yeah. to make a production brew out well, of it. Yeah, but I think they, they... I mean, one of the reasons they probably chose them is because that was one of their favorite coffees, right? You know, I from... From stories I've heard from multiple people in in the Chicago area, have been that 
you know, Dark Matter has become one of those companies where they've got maybe they've got like some homebrewers on the staff too, or guys oh, are just okay. really into beer, and likewise you've got these brewers that are really into coffee, and they just kind of they just kind of meld together, gotcha. and uh, they're really uh, willing to go the extra mile to roast you a custom. Um, product to meet whatever whatever end product you want in your beer. So they work hand in hand, and I'm sure a lot of coffee roasters do. I mean, why why wouldn't you? But um, but yeah, I, I guess they work really well hand in hand with the brewer to try and uh, put out a product that's going to achieve whatever the brewer is looking for. So I'm glad you got into coffee because the burning question in my mind this year, burning every year mm-hmm. for Screw City, mm-hmm. we have a coffee a local coffee infused yes. beer. Will that be happening this year? It will be happening. Okay, yeah. so who is it's the always lucky, fun. I've had it every year. And who is the lucky it, brewery that is getting the uh, Jadabug coffee? So, beer? yeah, we're rolling with tradition. Um, so, started uh, several years ago with uh, Jadabug Roasters sending out some coffee to Longmont, Colorado. Okay, left hand. Uh, left nice. hand. And they it's always been good every year. threw it in some milk stout and sent it back and it was a big hit. So, um, he did it again last year, and we'll be doing it again this year. So um, they only have gone away from left hand one out of stone? the last six years. Not stone; it was somebody else. No, I, I think Jadabug has always done. Left has hand, always hand shipped hand? it out to left hand. Okay. Always, okay. Um, and, he, and he chooses something different. I, I know the first year, I think he went with Guatemala. The second time he did it, he sent out some Jamaican Blue Mountain, which is... Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, yeah. And then this year, he sent out... I think he sent out four different coffees, and he said he was he was really hoping for some of these African-origin beans for them to choose. So I, I've not gotten the details yet on uh, what exact origin went into what exact beer, but I would imagine they still are rolling with the, the milk stout. It's yeah. a pretty... Yeah. It's it's a pretty fine palate to accept, you know, any kind of coffee note. So and they they've always hit it out of the park in the past. So it's a line. Um, it's it usually ends up being a nice long line for that beer. Yeah, and we're you know really trying to get Rockford roasting in uh, with a brewery too, and it's just about having schedules, time up and whatnot. So I don't, we we won't have anything with Rockford Roasting Company. Uh, beans in it this year, but we're definitely shooting for that next year. Um, To that note, though, uh, hopefully Rockford Roasting will be on site. Last year they did some really cool uh, coffee coffee drinks, uh, very beer-inspired coffee drinks. They were working with different uh, uh, beer malts, chocolate malt, caramel malts, and they were kind of grinding them up and fusing them in coffee with, like, lactose and all different kind of stuff to kind of emulate beer styles, which is really cool. Um... Unfortunately, most people thought that they were free samples. Uh, people weren't <laughs> really willing to like pay the, you know, the X amount for you know an actual cup of it. Right. So this year, I think we're going to switch gears and we're going to treat Rockford Roasting almost as one of the breweries, and um, they'll have what they're going to have, and it'll be sampling too, coffee sampling. So nice. Um, I will get in that line. Yeah. Start there. Whether you're sitting in line for four hours and you need a pick me up, <laughs> or like halfway through the afternoon, you need you need a bit of a break yeah, from uh, from the beer. So hopefully they'll, they'll have some good stuff. In that vein, too, uh, one of the things that we always talk about being a highlight from the past festivals um, was the year that we had the Dark Horse beer floats. That was so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that was not last year, but I believe the year before. I think it that, was too. Um, two years ago. Um, is there going to be any any curveballs like that this year that? Or, and if you don't want to say so that it's a complete surprise at the day of, that's fine. But will there be any anything that would be um, uh, 
kind of out of the box, unexpected, uh, different kind of uh, experience as far as not really putting putting <laughs> something in the beer to drink with it, or you know, like doing a shandy, or you know, there's a lot of different things you could do with beer cocktail kind of you know things. We're working with. You know, Zach Rotello from the Olympic, um, possibly doing some sort of, like, beer and food pairing at, at his table. I know he's dropped a couple ideas my way earlier last week, and they all, they all sound delicious, but we'll see what, what he has up his sleeve. But our goal is to try and work on some sort of uh, beer and food pairing, maybe uh, via his table that people can go and, okay. and kind of experience there. But uh, the the stout floats were, were an awesome idea, and that went over really well, but... Uh, nothing really too crazy for this year. Just kind of really concentrating on getting it, getting it off the ground this year. We had a couple, a couple snags with some logistical stuff, and you know, with Kryptonite closing. That yeah, I didn't want to. Yeah, I saw on the news. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. passion actually. I didn't want to blindside you with it, but you brought it up. <laughs> I would so. hope so because no, I really yeah, suck for no, it. No, it's it's actually it's honestly I'm like fuck. <laughs> The the issue that was made kind of on in the paper and you know we saw oh I just saw blurred out the news and I get I get that the I get that the uh, the responsibility part of it yeah, I, I it actually that. was a it, honestly it was kind of a non issue I'm sure um, the city has always been amazing I'm to sure. work I'm with sure they just had to do it right it just you know, it just raised somebody raised the question like well wait a minute kryptonite isn't open anymore and this was you know this was the the license was applied through Kryptonite, so how can the license be any good? But truthfully, it's not. No, it's a lot more detailed for that. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's, exactly. it's not. It's not that simple. Yeah, that's yeah. And and that information actually isn't accurate either. The the permit is pulled under our non for profit. Right. Uh, that's right. Um, but so all details aside. It, it really wasn't a big issue. It kind right. of seemed like a big issue, but behind the scenes it wasn't. We've got the support of the city and our aldermen, and they've been really great to us every year to, to get to get this off the ground. And honestly, if we didn't have that support from the get-go year one, there are a lot of things could have happened that we wouldn't be doing this today. I mean, think right. about if... Think about if we were, got rained out that first mm-hmm. year. No, yeah. no one probably would have shown up. We, we had to sell I, most of our tickets <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the gate. You did. You know? There was a yeah. long line wrapped right around the corner. And yeah, there weren't a whole lot of tents that first year either. No, there, I mean, there were a lot of open tables. I think we yeah, did we like had a, twenty had a seating section from like the Village Green there you, like, for the VIP. That was year two. Was it year two? Okay. So year year one, it was literally just um, in. A T section yeah, well, of yeah. yes, yeah. that's right. The full cross section is now, but um, yeah, we had maybe yeah because it was closed. Then it wasn't a road, was it? We no, no, it was still a road. Was it? Was yeah. it a driver? Yeah, it was still on the road. No, they weren't. It wasn't open. It was still closed off. It was, it was all closed off. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just couldn't remember if they had built the. You know what I mean? How it is now? You know, oh, if the mall was still yeah, there. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, that got ripped out quite a while ago. Yeah. Um, but. The year year one, I mean, we pre-sold maybe half the tickets we had made. We had like fourteen hundred tickets made, and just not knowing what to expect, and we pre-sold half of those, and the other half got sold out at the gate. So, but that first year, I think we had twenty, like twenty-two, twenty-three breweries, and uh, each year after, we tacked on about ten breweries with it. And then last year, we we hit fifty-one, and this year we're we're staying with fifty-one because um, we're kind of limited to our footprint. Um, but yeah, I've come a long way. It's, it's yeah. kind of cool to look back. I can't believe it's actually six years, honestly, because it feels like we just started this last year, and it's been 
you know. But it's the the support's been awesome, and so the, this year there really wasn't a question about whether it was going to happen. It definitely was going to happen this year. There was just a couple, you know, formality things that needed to be right. ad- addressed and done, and that and that was all taken care of. And so um, next year we could see some changes. We don't know um, if maybe we're. Yeah, it got brought to my attention this week, and I didn't hadn't heard about it. And then I looked at it, and I was like, oh. It's kind of a non-issue. It just was. Yeah, yeah. It was brought up, and then it was kind of over with quick. And it's always funny to see that the news article is like, "Oh, the festival might not happen," and then you well, don't the hear the rebuttal that, that says, "Oh, wait, everything's fine." You know, not only that, I don't but like that. When, when you that's news. You raise the ire of everybody. <laughs> it, it was. Uh, there's no retraction. Oh, you're not going to read the article, <laughs> you jackass. Well, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like the name was hijacked for clickbait because yeah. Out of the five, par- I think five paragraphs in this article, the first two were about the permit issue, and then the rest, the rest of the three were about parking ordinances. Had nothing to do with the festival yeah, at all. Yeah, so exactly. It's like they, they turned on a dime there. So I'm, I'm not sure. Like they were like, who, wait, what? Something might, something might not go go down. That's supposed to go down. We have to lead the story with this, you know. We'll just yeah, be I mean, <coughs> in the future. I mean, we can't deny that there, you know, some parking parking issues. And then the other the other thing that bothered no, me too is as I was doing, they're doing that, that whole thing anyways with the with the the parking permits just being done away with, and you can park wherever you want. Yeah, I was doing my research, and and they you know Sounds they like filmed the whole yeah. the whole city council. Parker, yes, I would like that. The whole yes. city council meeting always gets recorded, uh-huh. but they had a special offsite session to say, "Oh no, this is fine." They didn't record that. They just had, you know, like, basic notes that said, yes, everything's fine. But they didn't record any of that. Because I was, like, literally watching the city council footage. And you were really into it. Yeah, I was so worried. I missed it last year. And this year I get to come, and it's like, is this not going to happen? But no, it's, it's going to happen. I'm like, it, it would have been bigger news by now. It would have hit more... Of the social media, if it had been, and if there had been any real danger, of right? Happening. Yeah. So Breaking news: We're really canceling the festival. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Oops, sorry. I put a note in there. Fifty yes. minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> I well, love my uh, all my Screw City glasses up on my shelf there. You should just wait, it's it's wait nice. until the last minute of this show and make that announcement. Oh, by the way, it's canceled. Yeah. <laughs> What, uh, I get to keep my glass, right? <laughs> what does everybody think of this beer that we dr- just drank? That uh, I need to Brewmaster Jack. Brewmaster Jack. Hoppiness is a was warm good. pun. Um, oh, sweet. I could only drink one, though. Uh, I could try to drink more than one. Yeah. I could try. I don't think I would. I, I think I'm good at. It's not as crushable as the 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 Navaja. I think I could drink that. Just yeah. something about the first it. First two words. Once you just yeah. all day long. I gave it a four. It's still really good. I just yeah, like yeah, I give it a four as well. Um, really nice. And s- sometimes it's hard. For me personally, just rating on like you know right. a couple ounce sample. You know, sometimes you got to experience a full beer, have it a couple times before you can appreciate right. everything it has to offer. But yeah, uh, initial quick initial the the quick dirty uh, rating four. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a solid four for me. Yeah, I think I might go a little bit. I think a four and a quarter. I liked it. It was dank. I like dank beers. It was pretty freaking oh, dank. Three seven five. Sorry. Oh, you suck balls. I'm glad I. I'm glad I evened it out. Do we yeah. need to have ten? We, there needs to be tension in this whole rating. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ryan, yeah. is providing it happens. Yes. Ryan is providing. It happens. The Ryan is providing. Ryan always provides. Usually, we've had two point. We've had two point 
uh, differences at times. So who are you voting for? Yelling. It's not allowed. I will turn the microphones off. <laughs> what is voting? <laughs> yeah, fuck voting. Uh, you said it, not me. <laughs> George Carlin. We'll go with the George Carlin route. Yeah. I complained about all of them. I didn't vote for any of the fuckers. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Carlin. All right, let's open another beer. What's next? Do it. Well, I'd say open that one, but we probably need to get the dump bucket out just in case. It should be okay. We'll see. I know my coffee was... What year is that? This year's. Oh, this year's? My coffee was a fizzy, 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 fizzer, fizzer. It was not good. Fizzer. We can open it. It was overactive. My anniversary. (laughs) We can do your anniversary? Yeah, we can do that. We'll, we'll okay. go for it. Chuck, I'm sure Good. Chuck won't complain if you I, don't open his beer. We can open it. <laughs> He's like, oh, I get to take it home? No, I don't. What? Mine. I would like to drink it. Uh, uh, is it the shirt? I was going to do a side beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keep that for anyone else. I like to see that, you know, you put a little head on your beer. I'm, I, I brought this up in recent episodes, but I'm getting a little disturbed by these um, glamour shots of these people that pour their beer and the beer is all the way to the rim with no head. Hashtag boss pour. Yeah, I hate yeah. that. Oh, that's a thing. That's it cool. Looks re- it not only is it ridiculous, but you don't get any ro- aroma. Do we get to start a sideshow that's called What Grinds My Gears? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, I want boss Because I, want a boss I will second that on a boss pour. Oh. Right. I, I mean, it's obviously... It's there's no room for aroma. There's absolutely no room for... You put your nose and get any aroma in there. Well, I kind of feel like Boss it's, board, it's purely aesthetic. It's They do it for the photo, and then they have to sit there and slurp it off the top, mm-hmm. yep. you know, for a couple of minutes, and then they can nerd out on it. As well, what about the whole that? idea of... On a, and, and not necessarily as much on a stout, but on a regular um, <laughs> golden beer, when you don't... Like, if the beer is too cold and you, you pour it that way, it's actually going to foam when you drink it. Like, foam inside well, your stomach. It'll, sure it'll like, fill up more area in your, you know, and, and actually make you feel fuller than you actually are. Yeah, so when you when you go to, like... When you drink beer that's, like, 33 degrees, that's not necessarily a good thing because it's all not All CO2 is absorbed in the liquid. Yeah. You know, CO2 breaks out of solution at, Break you know, out. higher temps. Yeah. <laughs> We can get a sound effect for that. Um, hammer time. Um, <laughs> or the or the breakout song by uh, uh, from Fighters. The funk song. But yeah, you want to you want to pour. You want to release that CO two, release aromas. You know, get a nice head on that beer, and uh, it's a little bit easier of a drinking beer that way. Uh, otherwise, if you just give it that nice little gentle pour and try not to get any foam at all. That, that gas, that CO2's got to go somewhere and it's going to break out in your stomach when you drink it. So yeah. it's definitely more of a filling and kind of... Well, half of taste is aroma. And if you've got no nothing kidding, that's helping right? with the aroma, then how are you supposed to taste it? I always plug my nose when I drink beers. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I, uh, that being said, if I... Then you get the true wet. flavor. Yeah, it's wet. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, if I am at a bar and you want to give me a 12-ounce... Boss pour of Bourbon County. I, I will. I'll slurp the top off and, and deal with it. I had no problem with it. And then I'll. <laughs> Chuck is first in line for boss pours. That's fine. At uh, boss pour Tuesdays at the Oasis. Boss <laughs> pours at Oasis. Oh yeah. Oh man. The only place where you can get CBS and a chunky mug. That's fine. Oh, 
ye old chunky mugs. <laughs> they, they actually half of their glassware is not ye old chunky mug anymore. Yeah, it's changed a little yeah, bit. It has. You you want to? Can we can we rest on this glassware piece for a little bit? What's yeah, sure. yeah, your opinion on this? As far as what they have there, you mean? Or no, right. no. As far I mean, not not Oasis in particular, but I mean glassware in general. Like how important how oh, important is glassware? Yeah, we all know it's very. It's very we try important. to stay with a snifter tulip style for the podcast because it kind of wor- works well for everything. Plus the fact that we are at a uh, sampling section here, we're not pulling full beers most of the time. It's not like we have six people on the show and we pull out a six pack and everybody gets a full pour and then we spend the next you oh, know, no, 40 cool. minutes, 30, 40 minutes drinking it and talking about one beer. It's not what I understood this to be. No, <laughs> yeah. no wonder you brought I feel, I feel very cheated. two cases of yeah. beer and no, yeah, six beers that you want us to taste. I'm really just trying to unload this on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, they tend to lead themselves not only to uh, getting a good aroma, but uh, being able to uh, pour across the board and make sure everybody gets a good sample and doesn't overdo it. I I do like like this, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hack the name, but the Spiegelow, the is that right? Spiegelow. Spiegelow, where they've co- created these different glasses. I have noticed. Um, more recently, that if I'm pouring a really good IPA or if I'm pouring a really good stout, it's a straight stout, not necessarily a uh, barrel-aged stout, but a straight stout. Um, I like to use the stout glass, and I like to use the IPA glass. I've used the uh, wheat beer glass on occasion. I don't drink as many wheat beers, but I find a lot of times with wheat beers, they're more of a refreshing beer to begin with. So if it's not drank out straight out of the can then it's probably just pouring into a, a standard shaker. It's not even put in that wheat glass. Yeah, I should reach for it more often, but I don't. Yeah, but not like not, ball head, though. You're not, like, in the most contemplative of moods when you're, when you're looking for a wheat beer. A wheat yeah. beer you know? So, those are the ones that I've dealt with so far. Those are the glasses that I have at home. I don't have the new bourbon yeah, barrel-aged the glass barrel that's come glass. out most yep. recently. I've got that. I've got that one. And I did a side-by-side with a couple different beers. I think um, I think Cash and Sunset. I did a side-by-side with the standard tulip, Spiegelau tulip, and then the barrel-aged. And yeah, there are some noticeable differences in whether it's it's in your head mostly or yeah. or not. But I, I think what Spiegelau does best is they really put a lot of science into their glassware. It's not just a certain shape just because it looks nice. It actually serves, you know, a, a pretty major function as, you know, how the beer is delivered onto the palate versus, you know, how it catches the aroma, how it blows off some of the aroma. Um, so they, they a lot of a lot of thought and science is actually put into those glassware, and I think they, for the most part, really work. But that tulip, that standard Spiegelau tulip is my... 24-7 go-to glass. I'll always reach for that one when, you know, no, ma- no matter what the style, it fits almost every style perfectly. And this glass right here, this little stemless one, is actually the new Spiegelau uh, bourbon uh, bourbon barrel glass. Or bourbon glass, I should say. Not bourbon oh, barrel bourbon glass. glass. Okay. Bourbon glass. And looks pretty cool, and I think, and uh, I just started drinking beer out of it, and it's... I like it. It's, it's awesome. It actually, I think Spiegelau has done an awesome job with that lineup, and uh, everything has its place, but yeah. I'm a fan of the stemless. Yeah, I knew you would be. They're your favorite wine glasses. It's wine, you know, yeah. Stemless wine glasses. I like the I like <coughs> some kind of stem because if you want to keep your beer a little bit cooler, 
it's easier to yeah, keep less your hand, hand contact, yeah, yeah. hand contact, not warm it up. But and also, like if you're eating like finger food or pizza or you know a burrito or something, and you've got like sticky fingers all up on there, right. it's nice to use the stem and kind of keep that off there. You found that picture? This was well. Since we're talking about glasses and the and the difference yeah, between the three, face had three different microphones. Was it yesterday or the day before? Uh, I think it was yesterday. Yesterday. It was uh, Imperial. Smells like bean spirit, and he put it in yeah three different glasses. <laughs> he's in he's in that glass that glass of the month. Oh, the wobble thing. glass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He says it tastes best in the short glass, based on the picture. We all know a technical size. name of uh, doesn't matter. Right? Not fucking short <laughs> <Right>. glass. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan's actually drinking out of the. Uh, what would you that. call that? The tulip. Uh, and the Munich glass. Munich, yeah, they had those at uh, Great Taste for five bucks. So there were several Quite of us that bought. I do like yeah. this one. It's literally quite a bit bigger logo. <laughs> <Right>. You know, <laughs> yeah, like. And then the other one that they've done that's coming out next month is actually microphone spelled out in cursive with the cord and the mm-hmm. microphone mm-hmm. laying underneath it, which is really cool looking mm-hmm. glass. They'll be at Screw City next year. Really? No, I have no idea. <laughs> Breaking news? <laughs> what? Wow. That info. We, uh, we almost had Mike this year. Yeah. Reached out to him earlier in the year. And, you know, with the timeline, he's trying to get his his own place in Elk Grove Village opened up. And so I think I know he's really busy with that and wasn't sure if he'd, he'd even have much beer on hand. So, uh, unfortunately, I'd rather he wait. wasn't able to... Uh, he wasn't able to make it this year, but yeah, hope the uh, the invitation is always open for for him next year. And as 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 quick as he ran out of beer, at great taste. Okay. I can oh, only man. imagine what it would have yeah. been like at Screw City. Right? Yeah, he probably had to have one of the longest lines there, huh? Um, it was quick. It was yeah, long, his, his but it was super long, but it was it was always it was people thirty people rotating. They would yeah. try one, get yeah. out of line, get back. Let's in be honest. Yeah. The uh, the three of us, the three guys at least, I don't know about Gina, but the three guys here, we uh, we hit that pretty much first. That was like the first three yeah. or four And yeah. I had three of the four beers that they had yeah. within the first 30 minutes because, yeah, I knew it wasn't going to last. Right, right. So it was kind of like, get a beer. Hit it and quit it. Yep, yeah. and then move on. And um, the one that I didn't drink, we had already had, yes. so that was yeah. the reason yeah. I didn't, didn't bother Trying it again, so the uh, Pipeworks was the same way. The first year they were there, that line never <laughs> and stopped. We rolled yeah. back. 30, 30 the festival opens up at one o'clock. We rolled back there there at what three, three fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Was, no more beer, out. gone. Hmm. So he was done in about two hours, and he brought four or five beers with him. So the other line that was long was off color. They had a long line most of the yeah. time too. Yeah. I fucking love that place too. Yeah, yeah. for good reason. Big awesome shit. We had them Off 2000 the wall, weird, awesome shit. 14, 2014. Yeah, they're at Screw City. They were? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Mr. Red Weber himself. Yeah. Oh. Well, this is uh, this is this year's uh, Straight Jacket Barley Wine by no. Revolution. No, no. no Hyper we were Dogs. Hyper dog, sorry. Pipeworks, hyper dog. It didn't taste like we'll a never uh, pass barley wine. One with that exactly. kind of <laughs> <laughs> it was too too sweet and creamy. I was kind of like, mm, what, that's what's what going on? No. <clears throat> no, this is Pipeworks hyper dog. No, this was for this yeah, is the this dark is matter awesome. coffee again. Yeah. Super delicious. Mm-hmm. Once again, more dark matter. Yeah, that's very good. We can just cut that part out. Oh wait, you don't edit anything. 
Sorry. Oh, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. I did my editing when we started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I stopped recording. Let me, <laughs> let me repeat that so it's in the episode. Like, No, I'm kidding. I when don't you say something stupid like Chuck, it stays. I'm going to say that as a drop. Baloney, you didn't listen to that episode again. Because I know you don't listen. Because no. he cut it out. It wasn't there. What's that? At, uh, up in Madison. Oh. Yeah. All gone. The, the 45 minutes? Yeah. The 45 <laughs> minutes. It, it was about five minutes of your discussion, and that was the end of it. Yeah, yeah very so. good. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that's the episode that wrote, um, brought my mom in to listen. So oh, so we have a new listener. Hi, bad, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's, there's content that got removed that will go on to a different podcast. Uh, yeah, that's fine. That's podcast Because generally, I got Chuck was fucking yelling at everybody and <laughs> being a drunk yeller. Okay. <laughs> it was fun. I thought so. Rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Big it rabbit happens. hole. Big rabbit hole. <laughs> we found on these rabbit holes every once in a while. Yeah. They fucking yeah. get in the way. We start talking about uh, sometimes you twist your ankle, crazy sometimes stuff. You fall in. Yep. When the rabbit hole goes over thirty minutes, we gotta cut it. Yeah. <laughs> There's certain points where. Good. Sometimes All the right. music starts playing and you just can't do anything about it. That's right. So but what do we think about this one? I've had this beer before. Yeah, I have too. But this is one I pulled out. This is for the uh, four-year podcast anniversary. It's being recorded on exactly four years from the original mm. recording yeah, which is for cool. this network. So I guess it's it's not like a it's not a five, but it's mm. it's okay. Super, just super delicious. It's got that really smooth like coffee and cream kind of note on there that works well with the vanilla, you know, and a little bit of that chocolate in there. Um, no kind of booze in there whatsoever. No, not very no. smooth. A little sweet, but not too sweet. Um, pretty layered in flavor. It's just it's I'm really digging on it. And no no abrasive oh. coffee bitter. Yeah, not taste. not like roast there isn't too much roastiness. It's no. more of kind of like a sweet, smooth, like creamy kinda creamy mm-hmm. word of the night. That's right. Oh. No. <laughs> just, <laughs> just just as long as it's not a well, I won't say that word. Gina's here. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> so chocolate and coffee are my jam, <laughs> and I like this beer a lot. I've, according to Untapped, I've had it three times, starting in 2013. Oh. Pretty Real much OG consistently, always give it a four and a half. Yes. Yeah, you know the That's what I you know the OG pipeworks are always at our tallies. And you can mm-hmm. go pick them up. Yeah, this is uh, a big time to mention. We we talk you can about go pick it up at the store. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We we talk about all the delicious beers that we get at your store all the time, um, and it being the premier place to go get. It gets uh, named at least once an episode. At once an episode. At it's like, oh, where'd you get this? Oh, I got it at our dailies. Yeah. You know. Oh, so, you can go get the old froggy style there. Yeah. Yeah. That was my that was my entry level for. Uh, First pipe works was Froggy Duction, style. Froggy style. That was that first run. Yeah, yeah. The blue yeah. lady. That's what I. Yeah, um, standard about. issue IPA. Yep. Bring that back. Yeah. I would yeah. like to see them. I agree. Like do their own their version. I guess. I mean, they've got. Ninja they're kind of spun off on on everything else. Yeah. They have like three. Three kind of series now. It seems like almost. With the well, you've got your unicorn series. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah unicorn, unicorn series. You got your ninja Saison. series. You got your I don't want to say that series. the reason that we oh, yeah, they right. distribute to this area there. is your. But I mean, there had to have been some kind of influence that the the desire for you guys to do what you did to bring it here to to show that there was a market for it here, and for them when they finally were able to distribute on their own and come this far, that they were willing to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we spent you know, three three years or so 
you know, kind of developing that, kind of building that in the Rockford market. Um, and it all kind of started out <coughs> when, when Pipeworks started off with their Kickstarter campaign when they were trying to raise some funds to open their brewery. Um, I donated in on that, you know, and it was kind of cool to see that they were kind of part of this, I guess, if Half Acre and Metropolitan, I guess, were maybe like the second wave, if, that's mm-hmm. if you want to call okay. it. They were Metro, I think, was out of the gate a little bit sooner. They were the first brewery in Chicago, first production brewery in Chicago since Goose Island, essentially. Um, they make some cool and then too. Half Acre followed up ju- just right behind them. And then you kind of had Pipeworks come in with with spiteful and kind of around that time frame with kind of almost like the third yeah third wave and um just texted garrett one day the one of the the co-owners and co-founders and it's like hey man just uh i'm you know donated to the cause really looking forward to your stuff you know we've got this store out here in rockford any way we can get some beer and that's kind of how it started and and um, we've really developed the market out uh, on Rockford, and it's exciting. It's just awesome to see how they've grown and evolved. Now they're like this, this yeah. machine of just killing it, like yeah, yeah. killing it beers, just awesome beer. Yeah, machine of killing it beers. I think last year I saw Pipe on Thursdays. maybe the year before <laughs> that I saw on like New York Times did a beer list for some random off off reason. I mean, it could I think it was New York Times, and their top you know top. 25 breweries to watch out for. Pipeworks was like number 10. I was like, yeah, we already have been drinking their stuff. And they're, and they're <laughs> distributed in New York now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they started sending... Yeah, well, that's yeah. why all the labels Yeah, which kind of sucks ass, but whatever. So we've gone over this before, how yeah. the labels are all different now. And the reason yeah. is they had to get... Is it federal approval? Yeah, so what happens... Like, in the state of Illinois, you're kind of... You, you self-govern your labels if your beer is not leaving the state. Um, but once the beer leaves the state of Illinois, you have to then submit your, your labels for approval with the TTB. And that's where they start throwing, you know, some standards at you. Yeah, get rid of the smoke coming out of the mouth. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, exactly. No, no they had to change some of the fish rainbows. beers. They had to change Square Grouper as a name because it's not a, f- a f- actual fish. It's a drug reference, right. you know, and so they kind of had to change that stuff up. Um, and then with the <laughs> most recent release of Sure Bet, yeah. which we all know had the... You know, unicorn puking a rainbow. Yeah. It's now a unicorn holding an umbrella with that rainbow dumping on top of it. Yeah. Uh, but they also send beer out to Denver. Um, it's getting puked out. So Den- Denver, New York City. We had the original okay. up there because it was a five. They should do a it peel was back. One of the first fives we had. On the show. Yeah, peel back label and with That'd the unicorn awesome. actually throwing up onto. Yeah. And he's holding the umbrella. So the peel back yeah. label is the unicorn. Nice. Anyone from Pipeworks is listening to this. <laughs> yeah, Mike Shalau, strong Mike. If you're listening to this on the on the production end, let's get those labels made. Yeah. Mike, we we've had Mike uh, officially on the podcast. We interviewed him for uh, uh, at at Screw City or not Screw no. City, Great Taste, yeah. one year. Um, last year. They're always yeah. really awesome. Yeah, we didn't get any interviews this year, but <laughs> it was he was great. He talked to us for quite a bit and. Uh, at the end of the day last year, I talked to him for a good, good amount of time at Screw City. It was very fun. They're great, great guys, and Kate, and uh, just super down to earth, really approachable. If you know, if you have, if you're in their neighborhood and you, you the garage door is open and you happen to stop in, they usually will will kind of show you around and you know entertain you for a couple minutes and not make it seem like you. I know they're they're a working brewery. They've got a lot of stuff going on, but they they don't ever really come off like you're you're ever really kind of 
jacking their steez and so is that is that changed a little bit now that they've gone to a much larger production facility or you know that'll always ch- i mean the brewery is pretty dangerous i mean it's a pretty dangerous place to be in i mean right. you've got a lot of a lot of hot hot liquids you've got a lot of like you know caustic and acid solutions and just a lot a lot of a lot of risk involved and so you know that's why production breweries you know sometimes they won't give tours or only tours at a certain time of day Typically when, on when the there's weekends much going on they're not doing actual production yeah I can understand I mean if you're a strictly a production brewery without a tap room or a brew pub component or whatever and you've got random people walking in off the street mm-hmm. I mean you can't just have random people walking no, in if, you don't know if, if, they're if you're in production mode and yeah. you got forklifts running around and yeah. like are they drunk are they, you and, don't even know right? yeah exactly but they've always been you know really just really down to earth about it and making sure that um, you know you, that you're not in their way, and you know they're they're just great people, and yeah, they've supported the beer festival ever since they've been able to, and um, just can't can't say enough good things about them. Go ahead, Four City Brewers. See you want to ask the What's question? What's going on with Four City Brewers? Four City Brewers. They, they always they, bring they, they bring yeah, the beers, <laughs> and they're, and they're so, always so good. Let's. Talk about Forest City Brewers. So, uh, real quick before you go over the list, oh, yeah. I want everybody to rate the beer yeah. so we can open the next one. Me and Gina are in at four and a half. Four, two, five. Okay. I'm at a four. Sorry. Yeah. I'll, give it a, uh, I'll give it a four, two, five. Four, two, five. Yeah, you can fuck me off. It's fine. I see it. I understand. It's okay. It's okay, man. What? You having problems with math now? I will not help you. Chad's There's a calculator here. on your phone. Hashtag There's a calculator props. next to you. We don't have our engineer <laughs> extraordinary. Our oh, Mr. Lucan? Yeah. We have to screw everything He's up. He's usually the. Well, actually, that's more like a blah, 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 blah number. <laughs> I'm going to get a, a drop that says, You want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? And then have that play when he starts doing <laughs> Chad. <that. Yeah. laughs> Mr. Th- I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. Yeah, but you should bring more than a shot glass, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the one that's always complaining that uh, we don't drink fast. Yeah, Chad's my whole another beer. He's my kid beer there. He gives his quick little little two cents, and then he's like, okay, next beer, let's go. So speaking of next beer, let's get the next beer, and then let's talk about Forest City Brewery. Yeah, sounds good to me. So what do we got? What are we doing? Uh, we've got a big, we've got a 13 big hugs on the table. We've yes. got a, a batch one velvet There's American on the beer. table. I don't want to be too excited about this, but I'm excited about <laughs> this. <laughs> right, hey, let's, let's do velvet American. Yeah, because it's, it's got some great notes, but it's not, it's definitely And they're, they're the first year at the festival, too, so, so I'm actually looking forward to seeing them there. So that's a pretty low ABV, ABV beer to start off with, isn't it? Yeah, right now, because it's just Velvet Merlin thrown into barrels. I don't know if they adjust Velvet Merlin itself. It may just... I mean, it's eight and a half, so it's kind of a couple percent, maybe like two percentage more than what... A decent amount more. Regular. Well, this is a 2013, so you know what that means. Yeah. Officially, this is the beer from the cellar. Oh, no, wrong button. No, this one is... um, yeah, this is 2013. Actually, this is 2013. I gotta open the cellar door for that, that one. <laughs> I really should. No oxidation or anything? Just checking for discoloration on the cat. Uh, no, see. Some weirdness. Good transient opener, too. 
what I've always loved about this beer is that it smells and drinks like boozy chocolate milk. Mm. It's just... If you guys, you've had this, right? On tap this year at um, Olympic. Yeah. So you might find that I, I've always found this beer to be significantly better out of the bottle okay. than on tap. I, I had it on tap at Olympic as well. And I just I found it to be maybe a little thin. Maybe yep. uh, I mean it's it's not the heaviest. Obviously, not the heaviest beer out of their reserve series. Right. But it you know on tap it's always coming out at at a cold temperature. Yeah. Um, it just felt felt a little thin and. I don't know. I think you'll find that you might en- you might enjoy this one a little bit better. Eric was disappointed, and I was disappointed that he was disappointed. Yes. <laughs> and was that your only time having it as well on tap? I believe so. I'm going to double check here real quick. I want to say we've had it on tap more than one year at Olympic. Last pour. What is this, Jimba? The guy that brought the bottle gets the last yeah. pour. The wash? Yeah. If you don't want it. Yeah. Haze it up for you. M- make it velvet murky. I think you, you know got. Doing. I think you got yourself uh, a little variant in the works <laughs> there. <laughs> now this is velvet murkin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've only had it the one time. Yeah, I do think it is. I, 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 I can hear what you're saying. I do think it is a little bit better. And it, you know, it's thirteen. So I mean, with being eight and a half percent, I mean, it's kind of. Uh, it, it's kind of one of those beers that's ready to go out of the gate anyways, so maybe I held on to this a little bit longer than I should have, but so three years later, um, could be, has seen punchier, punchier days, but... That's um, it, take that back, I've had it, I had it in 2014 too. But it's just like this silky, creamy mouthfeel, just soft, rich, kind of butterscotchy notes on it, and then that really milk, chocolatey, um, f- kind of fudgy almost... Mm-hmm. Uh, chocolate character on there. It's just been... Uh, I think it just kind of has everything going for it, and I mean, I don't think Firestone's ever put out even a, an average barrel-aged beer. I mean, no. they're just nailing it through and through it, in that regard. It still has a nice sting on the tongue. Mm-hmm. There's a little... Right up front, right on the tip of your tongue, there's a nice little sting there still. It's got a little bit of a mellowing property. <laughs> But you can tell that it's barely. There's no Tip doubt about that. the tongue that. and the lips and the teeth. That's yes. <laughs> it's good. It's out of production. I, I've always just liked the, uh, the the texture on the bottled version. It just has like this. Just the, I, I think the texture kind of brings it. Bring it, you know, kind of makes it a better beer than it it would normally be. Like you were saying, it's not super high ABV to begin with, mm-hmm. so I don't think. It's lost anything there. It's just almost like every anytime you age a beer for longer than a year or two, you almost get that. And I don't want to come off as saying that it's stale because it's not stale, but you just get that kind hell. of mellowed, almost uh, I don't know, that dry right off the front. And it is a stout. It's it's that you're going to have that dry in your tongue anyway. But it's just kind of like that. It doesn't have that initial. That initial pop. It's super smooth. Smooth. Yeah, it's not boozy. That's what happens, though, right? Yeah. But like an old smooth. Flavor. Well, it's like it's not like an older jazz. Player. I like it. I don't know. It's it's not the bottled version. I mean, in the bottled version, the draft version really isn't the same. It just all depends on 
you know, the draft is kept in this, the keg is kept in a certain condition the whole way through, whereas bottles see different temperature swings and and handling and stuff like that. But it's never been a beer, in my opinion, that's been boozy out of the gate. Anyways, it's just this super drinkable beer out of the gate. So um, it's not really something you have to... To me, aging a beer is, how is this beer going to benefit to age? And some beers, just because it's barrel-aged or whatnot maybe won't benefit at all from any aging. You just got to crack that beast open and take it down. But and the hardest is. thing about aging a beer, too, is if you want to do a side-by-side comparison from when it was fresh to when it, you know, you age it, too, how much do you really remember? You can take all the notes in the world, but... Well, then at that point, it comes always having to... The hunt of always trying to get the subsequent releases yeah, so then you can do a side-by-side and right. kind of taste the fresh versus an age. But and then you just, you know, you bank on the thing and good consistency. Then you, in some beers, you end up having to stand in line and punch your grandmas in the face to get the last, <laughs> you know, <laughs> bottle of such-and-such such aged in barrels and yeah. it can be... Kicking babies and shit. Walk out of there with some <laughs> sore knuckles, man. That's right. Fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch in front of me, she had tennis balls on her walker. Right, so I just had to <laughs> kick her in the ass and get her out of the way. Hey, she knew her beer. Yeah, I suppose she did. No, <laughs> that's bullshit. She didn't know nothing. It was her grandson that beer. Fucking right. Her grandson <laughs> could not get off work to go stand in line. That's so right. He called up grandma, and she's hard up because she's on social security, right? I mean, she's not fucking bringing in a bunch. Her husband wasn't in the military, so she doesn't have any benefits as far as that's concerned. And do you think grandson's shooting her in front of her money to go pick up this beer? No, <laughs> no. bullshit. Bullshit. Do you, think, do you think grandma knows how to work Chase Quick Bay? Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my way. Bitch, I don't care what is at the Chase. Metro Center. I'm trying to buy tickets for Tool. Get the fuck out of my way. Uh, that happened. Yeah, oh, happened we know. Yeah, that. We know. Is, that a, is that a hashtag true story? Yeah, yes. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's like, get the fuck. Some some elaborated. elaborated. Yeah. yeah. Abate, oh, no, no, no. Hey, let me finish wrapping this guy's present over here. No, fuck that guy's <laughs> present. Tickets for this concert are going on sale right now, Burgers. They're going to sell out in the next five minutes. Quit being a ticket master fucking distributor if you're not going to. Yeah. So this was at least ten years ago. Because yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think... That system Burgers, doesn't occur yeah, anymore. I don't think Ticketmaster has those outlets no, anymore. They don't. Oh, speaking of tool, <laughs> there were many a time where uh, I would uh, run into Chuck at Burgers, <laughs> and we would be there for the uh, for the lottery system yeah. in the morning. That was that was back in between the days when there was a time when if you spent the night overnight mm-hmm. at Burgers, you were the first in line yeah, to buy your I've tickets. I've done that as well. And then at one point, they were like, "You know what? You just have to be here an hour early, an hour early, and we'll hand out tickets and." For the first thirty minutes, and then and then after that, whoever shows up doesn't get in the lottery anymore. Right, and then you draw it out, and you go from from that point backwards. So it didn't matter if you got there four hours early or an hour early. If you were the guy that got there four hours early, and they picked the guy, the last. <laughs> why would you go there four up? hours early? The rules <laughs> are clearly stated, and then they bitch about it. I, just yeah, I, I like the parallels between that part of your life and now yeah. Yeah. with it's, beer. Yeah. Yes. Well, what's even funnier it's is that. Hilarious. It didn't matter what they were selling tickets for that day. They they started selling tickets at a certain time. Yeah. So like Chuck said with the Ten old o'clock. lady, there was there was people there was like, yeah, these tickets have been on sale for two weeks, and they decide to that's the day they pay out for the lottery to get yeah. these tickets. And it's like, lady, this concert's going to sell in five minutes, or get the fuck out of the way, sir, or whoever it is. <laughs> and, and they stand up there and go. 
Let's see. Are there any seats in yeah. this section? And the lady's turning the screen around, literally turning the screen around. Yeah, in, in, <laughs> the in the metro. What do you section. think the seats look like from this section? Yeah. Google map it. I don't yeah. fucking care. Get it's out like, of move over. You're Google. going to there get your Google tickets. Maps. We, on the other hand, are trying to go see corn. Um, yeah, I, I remember in particular barely getting tickets to a corn concert for that very reason. That's hilarious. Because... Uh, yeah, and that was the stupid part. Is the corn show was completely general admission, yeah, so but it did sell out that first day. So it was kind of like, if you don't move, I'm not going to this show. So the woman was kind of like, I think they just need to buy tickets, and then you can pick out all you want. And sure enough, we were we were probably six or eight people in line. It was like boom, boom, boom. We were all out in ninety seconds or you know less, and then she got to stand there for ten minutes and <laughs> and watch. And and individually pick what what seats she was gonna have for so the uh, equestrian the equestrian <laughs> show the the horse show that was coming to town, you know that all two hundred tickets uh, had been sold for mm-hmm. for two weeks. It doesn't know. matter what seat you get. Walk around and sit wherever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Two hundred oh, out of two thousand. Good good seats. Aaron's right though. Now now you just wait in line for beers. Yeah. Like you used to wait in line for tickets. It is funny how that occasionally. Works. It's nostalgic, huh? You you do it in different ways too. I mean, with all the different uh, online uh, ticket sales, like mm-hmm. uh, look what just happened. Yeah, they do online stuff. Uh, for morning delight. Yeah, five hundred recently tickets or something. <coughs> Fifty tickets. It wasn't five hundred. Five hundred tickets. It wasn't two fifty a session. And uh, sure, sure enough, they went through yeah. uh, that tier's fifty. It's good. Two hundred fifty people good. per session because oh. that's all they can handle at the brewery. Yeah, so five hundred total. Yeah. yeah, no, uh, it was a hundred dollars. Yeah, so for a hundred bucks, you got two bottles of Morning Delight, you got a Teku glass, and a pour of Morning Delight, and then some some box or something Not like enough. that. They came I got the in. taste of a great taste, and I only to stand in line for. Oh, that's right, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I've had a great taste. I had a great, great taste, too, and, and even though it's a good beer... It's not that good. It's not Did you get the take a glass, though? Good. No, I didn't. <laughs> that's not worth it, though, for yeah. me. Elite. Me. Hashtag elite glassware. <laughs> I got to taste it. Only it 500 in production. Glass wells. Glass wells. Oh, that could be a thing, huh? Yeah. It is a thing. Is it? Well, oh, yeah. And the, and the funny thing is, is like... That's hilarious. Like, every brown paper tickets thing that goes out there, it's like... Oh, the site crashed. Oh, the site crashed. <laughs> and then an hour later, it's like, got tickets, because they can't handle the volume. Which makes no I sense to me, because I've done concert tickets yeah. on a brown paper bag before. I, I still don't understand how a couple thousand beer nerds can crash a ticketing agent. Because you've got, when you've got way more people after concert tickets at the same time, I just don't... I know I don't how they the do it. It's because... They're so amped about getting a ticket to go to this festival. I know from experience, the, the people that were trying to get the tickets for the Morning Delight, it's like, how many devices did you have going at the same time? It's, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, how's it's, any different it's from people trying to get... No, I get it, but it's 10,000 beer nerds all trying to log on at the same time, and they've got six to eight devices 10, that are they're all Your website the can't handle 80,000 people? You, you should not be a ticketing agent. That is yeah, correct. That is the if, answer. If you can't handle, handle that. But the alternative is, is making making Ticketmaster take over these things and then them charging huge fees to buy their stuff. I mean, that is the advantage of brown paper it. tickets. It's they they do a Here's very very brown, small. You would fee. get your ticket that you paid for and were on 
freaking line. Brown, brown paper tickets isn't some like mom and pop. No, it's a, no I'm not saying they, they are. are. Yeah. Like it's they, a monster now. They it's still crashes for all these beer things. They, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't bought know I bought Tori Amos tickets on brown paper bags back in the days. Oh, paper bags. In last week? <laughs> no, <laughs> years and years ago. And Tori Amos at that point in time was, I mean. If you've, ever been, ever. if you've ever been to a Tori Amos concert, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, talk about beer nerds. Well, talk about Tori Amos nerds. I mean, it's like, holy shit. Love me some Tori Amos, but can't really? handle some of it. No, I <laughs> but I can't. That have been the soundbite of the episode. Yeah. Chuck going no. on his Tori Amos rant. Yes. But I hope you're dialing up some Tori Amos <laughs> yes. right now. But the, um, like, huh? yeah, Under the Pink is a great album, by the way. Which one? That's okay. You can't play that song. Um, yeah, can you play it? No, no a bad he song. can't play a bad song. Uh, it's Tori Amos. But song. but nonetheless, if 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 a whole series of concerts, I mean, it wasn't just that Illinois Chicago's tickets went on sale at that point in time. It was like everyone's tickets went on sale, and they didn't crash. But Morning Delight will crash. Oh, that's the po- I guess that's the power of the beer nerd. I still don't. Yeah. I, I still don't like. I just. Maybe it's true, but I just don't like that excuse. I don't. I don't either. I, I don't know how shit. ticketing platforms that are that are built for that specific reason can break down it because failed. because some bunch of people want you know a barrel aged stout. Yeah. Or or duck duck goose. Same damn thing happened with that. It's yeah. We, yeah. We we talked we about that. They double sold their tickets because the damn thing let it freaking. But I, I can I can see some of the back some of the back end issues. We deal with that in the beer festival. Fair enough. And sometimes it can be you're navigating like all these back end pages. How are you going to partition one set of tickets versus another and right. set up all these like parameters and whatnot? And, and and that can happen. It's happened to us. We've we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the beer temple beer temples mm-hmm. insiders roundtable, and that this whole thing came up and. You know, um, in years past, with last year with Screw City, um, we had what we thought the v, the GA tickets and the designated driver tickets partitioned, mm-hmm. um, but they were actually, you know, on paper they were partitioned, but really they were pooled together. So for every designated driver ticket sold, it actually took away from oh, the, ca- really? the GA cap. Yeah. So just say we sold. 50 designated driver tickets and the GA sells out, well, we had 50 extra GA tickets kind of floating around so that we had to kind of place, but um, that stuff that stuff's going to happen. I, I can see that. No, was that I just I just don't I, I just don't like the the excuse of that the, the site crashed. I mean, yeah, that's ridiculous. Speaking of extra tickets. And is that on top of do you do you allocate a certain amount for giveaways? Uh, or do you take that yeah. straight off the top no matter what? No, we yeah, we allocated. So you are so you, that, that fifty wasn't like oh that's okay, we can do all these extra giveaways or whatnot. That's why I was going to bring up well, we some giveaways that, couldn't, that are going on. I'm not yes. at liberty to discuss that. But uh, as sure. of this record, <laughs> as of this release, there'll be some giveaway tickets uh, at the Olympic. Yeah, on nice. Thursday and Friday. So as you're listening to this podcast tonight, that you're going to do give away two pair of tickets Thursday the eighth mm-hmm. and, and they do that every year. Thursday the ninth yep. or yep. Friday the ninth. So That's at, a big at specific times, go to the OlympicTavern.com, check out their website, go to their events page. You can you can find it on there. We if you follow our podcast, uh, we we uh, shared the uh, link for the event on our on our page because we know it's going to be important for our listeners to be at this festival. And if you for some reason didn't get the tickets, 
that uh, and you still need some, this is one of the best ways to do it. So, or contact me. I I have had two people want the ticket, but I have Chad no money didn't in talk hand. to you. Yeah, he's talked to me, but I have no money in hand. Uh, see, he should have been here tonight because I know he wants Mammoth that ticket. Wants the ticket? No money in hand. So I was asking if either one was coming tonight because I'm looking to sell it. Interesting. No money in hand, so there's still one ticket. Buyer. Yeah, one ticket. Or VIP. I'll give you fifty yeah. bucks for it right now. Right now. Cold hard cash. I'll give you forty now. <laughs> you didn't say yes. Thirty. Yeah, uh, twenty-five. Fifty, 25. no shirt. I, n- you can keep nope. the glass. I work at no. <laughs> I work at Pawn Stars. Now it's twenty. Bye. This much? Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, cash. Cash. Oh, this cash came from me selling oh, my shirt. Sure. Okay, say Aaron's smiling over there. Freshly printed this morning. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's still wet. It's still it? wet. You can have it. Nope. No, I'm good. Yeah, I sold, sold my it. extra yeah. ticket. Well, I'm just waiting for money to be handed over. That's all. Anyways. And it'll be, yeah. it'll be by somebody that's never been before, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. She, she went the first year. Yeah. She went the first she year. She got in line the first year and actually got a ticket. Oh, oh, the you know, there were still tickets nice. at the gate. So, yeah. So she, she got a ticket at the gate the first year, but she has not been since. Which is way different because, I mean, the first year, like Aaron said, you know, volunteers and a, a lot of bottles, some kegs, and they've now moved to, like, predominantly all most, keg, most keg keg kegs, beer, yeah. unless it's a special release to an extent, I would and guess. The, but that, that cuts, the, the kegs are great. It cuts down on waste. I mean, at the end of the day, you have all these empty bottles or cans or whatnot, and, you know, yeah, otherwise you'll have this, that. you know, an empty six-barrel that uh, you the brewers bring back yeah. with them to the brewery, right. or the yeah. whole, really the wholesalers bring back to the to their warehouse, so... Literally no waste there, yeah. but so that, that's the great thing about kegs. It, you know, it takes a little bit more uh, resources for tapping those and pouring those and keeping those cold and whatnot. But um, that's that's always the best way to go. It's shielded from the light. You know, yeah. um, that mass volume of liquid will stay cooler longer than just a little twelve ounce, right? You know, portion. So it's always a good way to go. And they got their uh, whatever special beer that brewery would like to bring themselves that they have. Kegged. I'm going to bring this back around to the Four City Brewers because yes, that's how this all yes. started. <laughs> yeah. And I think we took one step in and then like 50 oh, yeah. steps back. So. Correct. So four, so four City Brewers. So um, in Illinois law, kept the Four City Brewers away from Screw City for a year, two and three. Uh, they were there the first year, and then a law came about um, that the state decided to enforce a little uh, force more that kept home brewers away from pouring at festivals. Um, that law was since changed, and then in uh, 2014 they came back, and they've been back ever since. So this will be their their fourth year total, and their third year in a row back. They always bring tons of good beer. Awesome. Uh, this year they've got 13 beers. Wow, 13 beers on tap. I'll, I'll kind of run through some of them. We've got. Their special release for the day will actually be called Four Cities Finest. It's a rum barrel aged wheat wine. Which I think was maybe a a, a multiple collab- a collaboration between multiple members. They each kind of contributed beer into that. Um, we've got an oak aged ESB. We've got a pecan brown porter. Um, Junior's first F bomb, which is a session IPA. That's awesome. The No You Wanna Lay Me, which is a pal al randled with pineapple. I was gonna say it's got to have some little bit of Hawaiian in there, right? Yep. Uh, we've got a red IPA, red rye IPA, sorry, uh, a mosaic pale ale, uh, a barrel-aged sour wee heavy, a grapefruit mm. IPA, and then a hefeweizen. 
And then I, I guess American Porter. That's the only other one I didn't read off. But so yeah, fourteen beers last year. They brought I think just just as many. Yeah. Actually, we have we've got last year's program over yeah, right. there, so you can cross cross check on that. But uh, they're always one of the most popular tables throughout the afternoon. And last year they ran out of beer <laughs> earlier than yes, we kind of thought. Yeah, yeah, I mean. They, I mean, probably what, maybe ten beers last year from them. They had fifteen beers last 15, year. Oh, John, yeah, like fifteen beers, beers only. That it was like three thirty. It was gone. Or something. And these I, are I walked over to get. Uh, I want to say their, their special release last year was a barley bar- wine. Yeah, barrel aged barley wine. I walked over to get it, and I I actually got in line at a decent time. And then they also gone. had a bourbon barrel aged uh, rise and shine rise and shine stout. So those were the two special releases they did last year. But they had uh, they had a sweet potato pie ale. Oktoberfest, a Tangerine Dream Cream Ale, a Session IPA, quarter, a Chocolate Porter, a Chocolate Peanut Butter Stout. Mm. So much tobacco. Brian, uh, a Berliner, a Belgian, triple, a barrel-aged Sour Porter, uh, in the Farmhouse uh, Saison. So that was last year's lineup. But this year's lineup sounds good. I, I'm yeah. just intrigued by that uh, pineapple. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of pineapple these days. I like pineapple. I tried a I lot like, of pineapple. I like turtles. <laughs> I, like, uh, I tried a lot of pineapple beers at uh, great taste, it seemed like. so. Turtles. Anything fruit. Fruit, period. It just seems to be a trend. I know there's a couple other pineapple pineapple beers, I think, slated up, but I don't know if you guys want to dig into some, yeah. Yeah. some of these. Yes, please. Wait, um, this is a sipper, so you can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, the Merkin. The Merkin? And then we'll... So 2013 Merkin. Four and a half is what I give it. I give it a four seven five. Wow, I really liked it. It's so smooth. Yes, I think four point two five. I'm with Gina on that. It's four and a quarter. See, you disappointed me again, you bastard. Sorry, that's fine. It's all right. The wedding's off. I'm gonna give it a (laughs) four point. I'll give it a four point two five. Yeah, it's normally like a four fiver for me. It's mellowed, if, if not more than that. But you know, three three years on that probably should have popped it maybe two years ago. But oh. then again, you guys would not have been able to have. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Have that. No, it was either between that or the double DBA, which is also reti- well, which is retired. Yes, and that beer. I mean, it goes without saying with the Firestone stuff. I mean, it's pretty pretty phenomenal. I mean, who would have thought a a barrel aged Imperial ESB, <laughs> right? You know, but or yeah, essentially. And the standard is on nitro right now at the Olympic. Yeah, talk about a <laughs> beer that probably drinks like water. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. it goes down real smooth. Um, that was fun last night, by the way. We were at the Olympic. We were drafting for the official Beer with Friends podcast fantasy football team. Yeah, see how to miss that invite. Somehow. Yeah, you know why? Because you told me you don't care about fantasy football. So you said it doesn't matter. I would be in on it. No, I. I we got Manny. Manny's on. Uh, Manny fun. took the open spot. He That's was interested, and in, uh, we need cares a lot. Yeah, not Mister Auto Draft. Hey. Bus. Which which actually happened to one of our members this year because he uh, lost his internet connection and that uh, was me. No, disappointed. Yeah, fair enough. Saying. Jeremy uh, lost his uh, internet connection, so he was uh, he ended up with a good team though. So I don't understand what the big deal is. But exactly, it's not that's why you don't need to touch it. Once yeah. you start, we did an auction draft again this year, and uh, it'll be sometime during the football season. We will do a. Um, 
drink the uh, the cash cow, if you will, the the winnings of mm. the uh, the league, because um, somebody in the room won the league this year. Aaron, I don't know how that happened, um, but yeah, I won the league this year. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I took Shit. all you suckers down. Yeah. With my nine and five record, when did you win? Uh, Stop it! No, uh, the bet was for uh, ten to fifteen dollars in beer. Okay, bomber, four pack, six pack, whatever you're choosing. Yeah, Um, so it's all pooled together, and then you. Yeah, well, you don't even pull it together at the beginning of the season. The it's the payoff is at the draft the next year. Okay, okay. So when we showed up for the draft last night, uh, everybody was supposed to pay up. Would you get, or is it a secret? I, I got a lot of easy drinking stuff because there's a few guys in the league that aren't huge beer snobs. A lot of few beers. <laughs> no, I I almost got you a four pack of Pabst Oktoberfest. I, oh, I dude, I was I, hey for five dollars. I know in in lacrosse, I, not actually that bad of a beer. I'm sure it's not. And he said he wanted to have it, so I almost grabbed that. But I just had. To I won't drink until after Labor Day. But I've know. had plenty. Other worse American I'm craft back sure you have. That was not bad, except at the you know after like a couple minutes into that that uh, that old style Oktoberfest, you start to get a little yeah, old bit style. Of that, that's what yes. You, you get a little bit of that old style tang kind of in, in in the back end of that. But otherwise, hey, it was it was a lot. It was than about a fifty fifty split in my hall. It was like fifty percent of the stuff was aged or ageable beers, and then the rest of them were what I would call fridge beers. Uh, your uh, Spotted Cows, your Moonmans, your... Um, it's not a bad split. Southern Tier 2X, uh, Milk Stout Nitro 6-pack I got. Have you seen the 2X in the cans now? I did, the 4-pack. Yeah. I did not know that. That's cool. Probably pretty 16-ounce cans. So, I mean, it, I did okay. Yeah. I'm not complaining. Uh, the Navaja we had, um, one of the guys, Navaja. he just said... Uh, yeah. He said, here's 15 bucks, go buy what you want. And I was like, that's the best way to do it. Uh-uh. You will so, get what I give you. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like when your parents give you money for Christmas, and they're like, go buy your own present. I love that. That's my favorite kind of present. Yeah. Uh, coming from number two, Yeah. I was going to get you beer. Yeah. You got, I, I mean, we have a beer that, uh, we have a, a barrel-aged uh a heron that we'll be drinking when we do pumpkin beers this huh. year. So, and then I got speaking of the breweries that are coming to Screw City, uh, Scorched Earth. Oh yeah, I got a buddy that lives in the Elgin area, and he sure. brought me a Scorched Earth uh, pumpkin porter. Okay, that we'll be able to drink on the podcast. So that'll come at the pumpkin episode, not the beer hall episode. Well, those so are always at one. Screw City too, though, because it's about that time as well. The yeah. October, October pumpkins are always there, which is really cool. Yeah, much a lot less pumpkin beers this year, but. Oktoberfest beers are darn. Oktoberfest beers are plenty this year. That's I think cool. almost everyone is bring. Nah, not almost everyone. I'd say maybe like seventy percent of the brewers are bringing like some form of an Oktoberfest or a, a Meritzen or something. A couple will be on cask. Um, but yeah, I think what's great. I think Screw City has become one of those events where it it defines that turning point in the season. It's mm-hmm. always the end of the summer. Although most of the years have been pretty warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last year was was relatively on the cooler side, but it still kind of marks that it's you know the first weekend of football, mm-hmm. the second week of college football, and so people start to get in that kind of mindset. And it's always nice to have all the fall beers out there, mm-hmm. and people kind of dive right into them. But. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you guys what do you guys want to hear? As far five as five. I don't have that. Yet. 
<laughs> sorry. Sorry about Okay, that. let's pick all the ones that They always have some weird off the wall shit too. I like their stuff as well. Church Street. I don't have that one either. Oh, <laughs> oh for two. Oh, two strikes. Oh, for two right now. Goose Island. No. Uh, over it's not three. your turn. Man. How about I just... Let's... let's <laughs> middle brow. Can I I about you just tell me what you... Why don't you... Why don't you... middle brow? Do you not have that... That... that uh, uh, no, I have middle brow, but you don't have that sound bite pulled up? Yeah. Why don't you tell me what movie you want to see? Now we've, got, I don't know. we've brought it up a couple of times, but not as much as some of the other stuff. All right, so we're go- going with middle brow. So middle brow, they're, they're keeping it light this year. Uh, first time in the festival. They're just bringing uh, two two beers. We've got Karen, which is their Belgian IPA, okay. which is blended with 20% um, of their farmhouse, um, which is Robin, which is excellent. And then they're going to bring White Heat, uh, which is their pepper in orange peel wit beer. Mm-hmm. Should be good for the season. So mm-hmm. pouring both of those on draft. Uh, but Karen is excellent. If you guys haven't tried Karen yet, it's just very aromatic, really nice, like, juicy, fruity Belgian yeast with the hop character in there. It's 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 awesome. I want to know what the three local breweries are bringing this year. Three local breweries. So let's start, with, uh, let's start with Carlisle. Um, Carlisle, in years past, it has always brought their uh, their beer trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, that is no more. They're n- they're not doing the trailer anymore. So he's down to just four offerings. Them and uh, Goose Island, it seems, bring the trailers, right? Uh, no, Goose Island doesn't have their own trailer. That's provided by one of our wholesalers. Okay, cool. but but usually they're they're on the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this year Urban Chestnut's going to be on the trailer. Oh, okay, cool. Because all those offerings are going to be awesome on draft, but. Carlisle, we've got uh, American Pilsner. We've got Belgian Blondale, which I know they just tapped. I think this past this past week, um, an Imperial Hoppy Red Ale, and then an IPA. And that's how we described it was IPA. So I don't know if it's different than Humulus, Lupulus, mm-hmm. right, um, or if it's something new. So um, we've he got does that. do variations on IPA. So it's hopefully it's uh, something new to try. Um, moving on. Uh, Prairie Street Brewing Company. They've got quite the list. They're one of our main sponsors every year, so they always like to bring a nice little lineup. Uh, we've got two cask options. Uh, this year we've got their chocolate porter with peanut butter cap and crunch. Yeah. That's going to go on at 12.30 during VIP hour. Oh, right. Um, yeah. I'm going to make sure Ryan doesn't get I'll it. I'll be in line right there. <laughs> <laughs> Second cask will be their, their half their half of Eisen with vanilla and orange peel. This vanilla and orange mm. combo has kind of become a little popular this year. Balance point throughout that that uh, that fathom variant. That's just me. Last year, Pipeworks did their um, their orange dream yeah. IPA. What what not? Mm-hmm. Pale maybe. Um, so so that cask is going to go off at one thirty. Um, then they're bringing a, a beer called Blunt Instrument, which is a barrel aged Belgian strong ale. Mm-hmm. They're bringing their classic chocolate porter. We've got a, a dry hopped Kolsch. A beer called Smoking Rye Error Day. <laughs> Which is uh, obviously a smoked rye ale. Yeah. Um, okay, Snoop. <laughs> the, the name of the beer is going to be Some Sour, so it's n- it's not just Some Sour, but the name is Some Sour. Um, their West Coast Shogun. Now, this is a collaboration with Shogun Restaurant in Rockford. Mm-hmm. It's their West Coast IPA, but it's uh, quote-unquote conditioned with uh, shiso. Okay. Japanese yes. shiso. It's going to be cool to try. Yeah, that could be. And then 210. 210 is going to be one of their limited, one of their special releases at 210 p.m. It's their barrel aged barley wine. Yeah, 210 days in the barrel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Had it at uh, great taste. So, I mean, I'd, it's, if anybody, just from a personal experience, I've, since I've tasted it, it's, it's a good beer. Very good beer. 
So. And then, as far as pig mines go, um, the jury is still out on what Carson's going to bring for for the lineup. But last year we did a cask of a, of a you know a so-called collaboration beer. This year he's kind of bringing that back. He collabed with uh, Steve Winter from Generations, and then the other Steve from Prairie Street Brewhouse, and they did uh, this wet hop ale. I think they had like. Um, I, I don't want to get the figure wrong, but maybe like 20, 20 pounds, 20 or 50 pounds. That's kind of a large jump, but <laughs> 20, <laughs> a, a large amount of wet, hopped, uh, of wet hops, fresh hops picked off the vine. Um, they threw that into the beer. Um, I dropped off one of our casks there last week and tasted it five days into fermentation on the out of the tank, and it was just juicy and hazy and awesome. bright. I'm and so That's my so that's going to go... I'm, I'm sure they're probably going to keg it up as well and bring it to the fest they and have it on up. tap at Pig Mines, but um, they're going to throw that into a cask and one of our pins as well, so they're going to be tapping that sometime in the afternoon. So that's kind of the local lineup. That's next up here, all of our hearts. What about Generations? Mm-hmm. Generations. So we've got... Um, Prince City Amber. Actually, no. Not, no no PCA this year. Really? No PCA, which is, which is a fine beer. Right. It's actually yeah, a really it's, well, it's their flagship, isn't it? <laughs> Um, so we will have Jelly Donut, which he's poured in the past. Mm. I think the first year he was at the festival. That's the Berliner, that. right? That's their Berliner with yep. cherries and blueberries. Mm. Um, we're going to have Red October, which is their Oktoberfest beer. Um, Rowdy IPA, which I think they do seasonally. That's uh, this time of year. It's a wet hopped, wet hopped double IPA. Oh, my God. I'm getting in line for all the wet hops. That's so fucking awesome. <laughs> and then uh, Cherry Czar, which is Russian Imperial Stout with uh, Cherry Puree added into that. So four, four solid Four solid beers coming out of Freeport. There. Yeah, not not normal stuff. Generally yeah, that, yeah, that's cool. Like that. Yeah, that's cool. See, what's next, Eric? What's your pick? Uh, Maplewood. Uh, Maplewood. All right. So I think we've, we've got a couple uh, TBAs on the Maplewood front, but what we do have going on is Crushinator, uh, which is their new newish session IPA. Uh, they they put that out earlier this year as one of their first uh, canned offerings, I believe. Um, Juice Pants is on the bill, um, <laughs> which is their New England influenced, you know, like super dry hopped. I can't wait. Yeah, super dry hopped. That's IPA. all I needed to hear you say. You can quit now. <laughs> um, and then uh, Margarita Goza. So Goza with a little bit of lime and, and salt and sea salt in there. Yeah. And then there, yeah, there might be that might change. We're we're gonna see what else is coming up with. There might be some additions on, but. Um, we're going to wrap up those details on Maplewood next week. Juice Pants is probably my number one want that I know of before I see the uh, see the list complete. Complete. So, and I'm interested in Half Acre and Pipeworks, as most are. Yeah. So I think what we discussed before, Half Acre is still kind of out yes. on that. We're waiting to kind of hear. So, but they they always have the, solid beer and cool things. Up I know you said they might not, but I I think that they would. But. Um, but as far as Pipeworks goes, um, <coughs> we've got Coconut Almond Abduction, which is just the re- the renaming of Toasty Nut. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I don't think they've really done anything different to the beer, but... It was um, good. Was there yep. something wrong with it calling it Toasty Nut for the National? Um, no. no. I, just I think to go they, they also changed the label design, but I don't know if it had anything to do with... Um, the name or the label itself, just okay. maybe a personal in-house thing. Uh, they wanted to change. Um, they'll be doing uh, Little Citra, you know, their yeah. their newest canned release. 
which is an excellent 4.9% also oh, dropped IPA. That's good. And then a couple new one, brand new ones. Um, new to the fish series, we've got Mandarin Dragonet or Dragonet. Mm. That's their Imperial IPA uh, with honey and Mandarin orange. That hasn't been released in bottles yet. Nope, it's forthcoming. It, right. It'll actually be released the week. I, I don't know if it's going to be released next week or it's the week after, but it's going to debut at, at Screw City. Screw right. City. Brewfest exclusive. That's, That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> and then, uh, to be determined, you know, they've got, they bottled up Grungiest Ninja, which uh-huh. is their newest Ninja mm-hmm. uh, bomber. Grungiest is German? using a, a new a new hybrid. doesn't really have a name yet. It's kind of like when they did Lupine, which was off the charts good. I don't know if you guys tried Lupine when it mm-hmm. came out, but... Fucking it amazing. was absolutely awesome. ridiculously amazing. So they've got uh, a hybrid hop, which kind of has this, uh, for the time being, like an alphanumeric name, and they're not going to call it like like HBC 3X1 yeah. Ninja, you know. So Eight, they kind of come up with a, a term. Nine. It would yeah. be cool if they did one. <laughs> Pipeworks <laughs> yeah. Jenny, that's with what they would call it. With that. <laughs> I, think I think you're on to something there. Um, but what I've been told is I think they're expecting maybe some kind of peach influence out of, out of the hop character on that. So that's on deck. And then um, we were talking about maybe doing something cool with one of their cores. You know, NVU, Ninja vs. Unicorn, is you know, the, probably their best-selling beer uh, for good reason. And we have maybe the opportunity to uh, maybe spike a keg with some flavorings. So I've, I've put in my, my two cents for my option Fruit? on that. They're just kind of... Yep. Fruit? Fruit and maybe something else. We'll see. Maybe Fruit? Maybe a little co- little mango. Maybe a coconut pineapple oh. NVU or something. I don't know. Yeah, like but it. we've it's been the uh, the options been submitted. And we're just kind of waiting to see if that's going to be a reality or not. But so I mean, you can't go wrong dropping by the pipeworks table, anyways. I mean, every everything they're going to have is going to be pretty solid. Yeah, so what I am sad to announce is spiteful will not be there this year, mm. yeah. and that's oh. that's purely they're, so they're trying to get their new spot open, which is next to Half Acres new spot on Balmoral Avenue. Um, super happy for those guys. They would have done everything they could to get here, but it's just a timing issue. Yeah, um, um, they so spoke. They spoke highly of you and the festival, and were disappointed that they couldn't be here this, this year when we talked to them at the Great Taste, and pretty much said the exact same thing. They want to get all their ducks in a row before right, they decide right. to. They, they felt like they couldn't properly represent themselves in the market, being that they're not um, sure. Uh, uh, distributed here on a regular basis. Right, right. So. And, you know, the first year, I'll never forget the first year that Spiteful was at the festival. Um, uh, the co-owners, um, Brad and Jason, <laughs> um, rolled up Brad, an hour late. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was the other one, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't put them on blast. No, no, that's <laughs> they were next to each other. No, yeah. That all worked out. Yeah, but, it worked out fine. But the first, first year for Spiteful, um, uh, Brad had just gotten a new puppy, a, a German short hair that they named Norm, and he was just a puppy. And they're like, "Hey, we've got, we can't do anything with this dog. Is there any way we can bring him to the festival?" And they're like, "We'll keep him in his carrier, we'll keep him under the table." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no problem. Br- bring him in." And so Norm was just like, probably like 
this big. Loaf and of bread size. Probably it just slept the whole time. But he's in his carrier no. under the table. And some people knew that he was there and they'd play with him and he was he was having a good time. But I would say 95% of the people had no idea that there was a little, <laughs> a little I didn't know German short hair for like 25 minutes. And it suffered me and I had no idea. Just around all this noise and like rambunctiousness like this little puppy who was just napping away for five <laughs> hours underneath the table it was, it was awesome um, but yeah those guys are going to be missed this year they're going to be back next year and super excited to see their new space they're hoping to get their tap room open hopefully by the end of the year but being you know an alley across the alley from Half Acre's new spot talk about one of the best one-two punches yeah, that's ridiculous. To, to, to kill an afternoon oh you know in Chicago would be Half Acre and Spiteful and I know they're going to be doing some cool well, two, collaborations two too, new so. to the festival that have never been there before as far as I'm concerned or as far as I know uh, Scorched Earth and Solemn Oath yeah definitely so because Solemn Oath is going to be coming into the market soon Solemn Oath already is in the market okay they're in the market draft only though okay. so they won't be thrown out any canned or bottled product until um, the turn of the year so January 2017 is when that's okay that's just in. a date that we know because honestly for my money as far as the Six specialty bomber is concerned they have some of the best yeah. specialty bombers Price wise, I mean they're always very solid offerings for a for a very uh, entry level uh, price. Yeah, like a lot yeah. of times based on their price, you would think they would be more of a uh, kind of a mediocre beer, but it's just great beer for that pricing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Salamoth, we've got on deck for them um, Butterfly Flash Mob, which is their mm-hmm. Belgian IPA. Uh, we've got Fun Sponge, which I absolutely love. Yeah. They're Belgo American Blonde Ale it kind of fits almost I don't want to compare it but I kind of put it into the wheelhouse of like Central State House Beer okay. um, and you know Allagash House Beer just this sessionable Belgian influenced Blonde Ale very well balanced not too over the top on like the Belgian yeast character so and the cans on that are killer so we're looking forward to the cans coming in um, at the turn of the year and then uh, the Royal Wee which is their German Alt Beer and we had a couple other options to go with, and, and I went with the, the alt beer because there literally is no other alt beer being represented in the festival this year, and it's really it's a, an incredible style when it's done well. Um, speaking back on the Olympic thing, so Olympic is doing this coming Thursday, the 8th. They're doing um, a, a Welcome to Rockford Salamoth event where they're going to have um, a couple cool stuff on tap, and including, I think, Fun Sponge. Um, and Lou, which is their Kolsch. And then on Friday, I think they're tapping a cask of Royal Wee. Oh, that's a cool. Friday night. And f- and and that Friday night, that night before Screw City has always become like this unofficial, mm-hmm. like pre pre party hangout. A and lot of, a lot of the brewery reps head down there yeah, and you'll catch me down yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and we all have some beers down there and just kinda have a good time. Right. Stone so. had a Stone had a big big run there for a while where they were the uh the uh, cast that was tapped sure. uh, at Screw City or at uh, Olympic the night before at Screw City Eve. No Lagunitas. So, no Lagunitas is on there. Yeah, are they? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. they're there. Speaking of, I know we got to get to Scorched Earth, but uh, we'll we'll handle Scorched Earth first. First, I've got in front of me. So, Hickster Cream Ale, uh, which is mm-hmm. one of their staples. Um, then they're bringing We've had that, that on the show here. And then they're bringing their Oktoberfest. Talk about a, a label that really stands out on the shelf. I mean, a lot of people will buy that beer just because <laughs> you've got that 
you know, just just cool label art on the extra cream ale. Um, Sweetie Pie, that's their go. That's their like strawberry rhubarb goza. Mm. And then uh, Wet Willie's, which is another wet hop ale. So oh, Chuck, God put that down, and you got to start making a short list yeah, of all the wet hop ales you need to hit. Um, going back to Lagunitas because it was brought up. Um, we're looking at. And Lagunitas is actually going to be listed as a Chicago brewery on on this. Um, well, they should be because yeah, because all the beer is going to is going to come out of there. But so Lagunitas, we're looking at Twelfth of Never Al, which is their first canned beer. Yep. And it's called Twelfth of Never because Tony McGee, as we all know, is a pretty outspoken guy, no filter, and and he famously said a couple years ago that Lagunitas would be the last brewery to can their beer. <laughs> um, so kind of tongue-in-cheek, 12th of Never coming out. It's kind of like a hoppy, hop-forward, blonde ale session. It only comes in a 12-pack, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can't it, buy it. Like, what, what am I buying? It like, literally says 12th of Never Ale on it, and yeah. that's it. I'm like, what, so, and it's got purple uh, like, purple uh, pull tabs on it. Yeah, and they're, they're, like, they're like, so what's it like? I'm like, like an L, you know. It I has to know. be somewhat Lagunitas hoppy, though, right? Yeah, it's it's got some kind of bright bright hoppy notes to it. Um, uh, Aunt Sally, which is their dry hop sour. I like that. Cool story about Aunt Sally. I don't know if you guys know. Last year, they brought beta versions of Aunt Sally. They brought one beta version to Screw City when it, and it was known as a Hot Side Sour Daytime. Okay, I had that. And that w- that was I think tapped during VIP it last was year, and Dave. that's essentially what the beer is. They just uh, they 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 sour the the base beer of of Alley Time. That's kind of where Aunt Sally comes from. Probably some tweaks here and there. And they had some mash mashes as well. I want to say that was sour mash. Yeah, Alley time. That, yeah, yeah, that's that what was it was. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, and then we've got uh, WTF Wilco Tango Foxtrot, which is their Imperial yeah. Brown Ale. And then um, a vintage beer on deck. Uh, we've got a 2014 Gnarly Wine. Nice. Which is kind of cool because, you know, Lagunitas puts out those killer, killer high-octane bombers for like four bucks. <laughs> and one of the best values out there. And it's cool to, you know, speaking, our, our long-term uh, Lagunitas rep in the market has never really um, had experience with aged bottles of their, of their stuff. And one time we drank uh, like a two-year-age bottle of Imperial Stout, which he was kind of blown away by. So it's kind of cool to see some some couple-year-old gnarly wine come out and see kind of what that's tasting like. That's a must-get every year too. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of aged, we all just drank uh, a 2012, Ooh, um, 2012 Urban Mountie. Bourbon County. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> when um, it's not infected, it's it's bourbon. not infected. So it is a bourbon county. Yet. Have you had yeah. any normal infected? I have not had any infected. The only infected I had was... Coffee and barley wine? The barley wine. I don't even know if I, I I have some coffee, but I haven't opened it just because that's when the news broke. But Mine was, but it was. I drank it so quick, you you could barely tell. Just flashed it down. Yeah. We drank a barley and wine and coffee so the, soon, the was, day yeah. of. Both. The barley wine is fucking We awesome. opened it. We You tasted it out a couple of days before the release of no, it. No, we so we I, I had the opportunity of tasting a coffee a couple weeks before the release. And I don't think there was anything wrong with it at that at time. At that time, no. But the barley wine we tasted we, we cracked open a barley wine the morning of the release and something just seemed weird about it. At the time I wouldn't have said that it was necessarily off. But looking back on it, it was showing maybe some early signs of that because it just wasn't the same barley wine that I always had. It was it was lacking that really kind of deep barrel notes. It was really fruit forward, which kind of developed into those right. almost kind of kind of sour. It didn't have the rich notes. undertones that normally are there. Rich undertones. Rich. Um, 
Yeah, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, they, it was a pretty big debacle with Goose Island this year, and <laughs> it's tart and sour ass. I, I think if if that if this like how player. this whole thing played out, all things being equal, if this happened to any other brewery, it could put could have sent them down the drain. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing that they've got twenty plus years of Bourbon County branding on their side. Yeah. That one hiccup of a year, people can kind of look past. Everyone's going to buy the beer next year again, anyway. So that's that's not, not the that issue. Guy. But not yeah. this guy. I think you will. I will not be in line on yeah. Black Friday this year. I, hey, that's not the question. The question is, are you still going to come into any 2016 release barley wine? That's what or, I said. Or in Bourbon County. That's what I said. I said, are you going to get it on tap? I, I, are you still going to purchase it in any form yeah. or accept I, it in if, any form? I said that if I happen to be at an establishment where it's on tap and I have the availability mm-hmm. without. You know, spending, you know, buying a lottery ticket to taste it or anything like that. If it's just on tap, then well, yeah, I may try it. Yeah. But I'm not going to stand in line for it this year. It's not going to happen. I will. Nope. Sorry. There's too many other good beers out there. I'll see you guys there. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. Although they did bring. Um, nope, I'm taking the Canadian Their stance. great taste beers Sorry. are a bit lacking in my opinion, Sorry, unfortunately. Eh? How about, how about Stone? The, the beers they brought oh, to Great Taste sorry. were lacking, in my opinion, unfortunately. They they, I, they I, brought some really <coughs> weird sours that tasted like fucking dill. It was oh, all the Bourbon County stuff? <laughs> no, it was the, the <laughs> yeah. needless, needless Lolita brown. stuff, wasn't it? Or was it that Halia? No, it was the Hell it was yeah. the it was the stuff that was aged in the, te- the tequila barrels. Oh, okay. There was a mango version. the 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 blueberry are the. Um, Fermented on it wasn't blueberries, mango. No, there was like boysenberries or whatever. That was a decent beer because they brought they brought four sours. Okay, and then they they had their other box over there. They had the hidden box as yeah. you can see up there. You would just give them your glass. It was like a speakeasy. See, that, see the sign up there, right, right, right there. Yeah, where it says twenty fourteen. So it was like a speakeasy, and you handed your glass into a small oh, and square. They, they just kind of poured you and gave it and to you, and, and then when they didn't kids, tell you what it was, and they hung up a sign. Yeah, so you knew. So what when you the had. cake was gone, everybody knew what it was. And that stuff was all decent, like, like yeah, like uh, Regal, fourteen proprietors. There was a Bourbon County in there. Second year, maybe well, we come in with there. a. Uh, but their normal stuff, their their four normal sours that they bought were very official souvenir. Very strange. Hmm. So very I was donated to the studio. Yeah. But, uh, How about I, I got three breweries. These three right here: Stone, Stone. Rev, and Oscar Blues. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, so let's start with Stone. I've got that in front of me. A uh, couple, uh, actually, a lot of cool stuff. Really, the only core is going to be uh, <coughs> Ruin 2.0, Ruination 2.0, the okay. double IPA, yeah. and then Wussy Pills, which is brand new. Um, really, really great. Hop forward, zesty kind of pilsner, very reminiscent of like six you know, pack, sixteen ounce cans. Yeah, six pack, sixteen ounce cans. You really get your nice. money's worth. Um, kind of reminiscent of Pivo. I know that's kind of what the industry is gunning for. Everyone's gunning for Pivo, and for good reason. That's a, that's a yeah, great it is, beer. Yeah, it really is. Um, and then we've got Mocha IPA, which is a huge hit this year. Everyone's loving Mocha IPA. Uh, we'll have their Imperial Russian Stout, their IRS with chai, chai spicing. Okay. And then Citrusy Wit, which was kind of a little unexpected from Stone this year, putting out a, a Wit beer. I've seen a couple, 
you know, Lagunitas put out their stupid wit. Yeah, which was decent. And uh, Oscar Blues put out a wit this year. Yeah. I don't know what it is with wits, but um, some of these larger guys are kind of co- coming into that. We went to the Ruination 2.0 release in Roscoe about a month and a half ago, and I had the citrusy wit there. So. I've gotten it in their 12 packs as well. Yeah. Which is, it, it's fine. It's a great adder, in, like, as, a, as three in a 12 pack, which is cool, but yeah, I wouldn't buy a six pack of it, that's for sure. And then for uh, VIP. Uh, right away at noon, um, we'll have a little bit of oatmeal. Yes. Out, which is their bourbon barrel aged bitter chocolate oatmeal stout. Bitter chocolate oatmeal stout being a revamp of their 12th anniversary release. So they turned 20 this year, so they're digging into their archives and rebrewing some of their favorite beers over the last 20 years. So the, the bitter chocolate was their 12th anniversary, and that was actually the very first stone beer I've ever had. Uh, one of my good friends at at that time was living in Pasadena and there's a great Belgian beer bar in Pasadena called Lucky Baldwin's and the time I visited him they just happened to be doing like this huge event and we were at the bar and they have this merchandising cooler next to it and it was just filled with California bombers stuff that back in 2008 2009 you know us here in the Midwest had no idea what was and so Stone I knew a little I heard the Stone name or whatever and so I just kind of picked out that bottle and that was the very first Stone beer I had so it's kind of a a, a cool sentimental thing for me but um, Oakmeal really stoked to try that it's good. Uh, we had a case come through come through the store uh, last week and that kind of uh, came and burned through so um, people will have uh, uh, a nice time trying that out so um, Revolution that that one I've gotten not too far away so Rev Antihero they, Rev wants to do a cool setup this year They want to do a double setup So usually The um, yeah, yeah Let's do the big hugs um, Usually each brewery gets like A 10 by 10 area You know To kind of set up And Rev wants to double that They want to do like a 20 by 10 And put out put out like a lounge area For Ooh, nice. for all you lazy drunks To, to cool. sit down in um, but they're for gonna, Rev, they're going to great taste you. Yeah. No, yeah, they've got that, that corner spot. They're yeah, going to great a, taste us. So. Yeah, with a good big. So, Rev, mosaic, fresh mosaic hero out on the market. Yeah. F- just super delicious beer. Just really cranking on that, that mosaic quality. Uh, Rev Pills, Oktoberfest was just landed. Yeah. And then they're pulling a, a, a keg from the pub, and it's called 100%. And it is, I think. I think they sent me the description, but I think it's um, I think it's all single malt, and then it's all centennial, which is where the scent kind of reference comes from. But um, basically, let me look back at my notes here. Um, it's an extra pale ale. The style is an extra pale ale, all centennial hops. Um, oh, so this like should that. be kind of a crusher. Yeah, I will definitely like that. And then Oscar Blues, they're kind of they're kind of uh, knocking on the, the can front this year. They're not bringing any draft. They want to just stick with the cans. And Oscar Blues, they're doing uh, Beerito, their Mexican lager, which was new recently, kind of a Vienna-style Mexican lager, uh, classic Dallas Pale Ale, which is one of my always favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, Old Chub, uh, Priscilla, which again, kind of c- coming back to this wit. I actually like Priscilla. I don't know if you guys have tried no, Priscilla. No, I did see it last time I was in the I, store. I, 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 it's, I think my interest. It's really well done, and it's a year round going forward. Okay. Um, the cool story behind that is Dale, Dale, the owner of Oscar Blues. He uh, is not a fan of wit beer. He doesn't want that representing Oscar Blues. <laughs> uh, but Priscilla has been 
in their tap room for like over ten years. It's oh, been a staple okay. at their tap room, okay. and they've gotten such. So they've made it for freaking ever. Yeah, they made it like forever. And the recipe's they, down one hundred percent. It's become so popular. A lot of their their market managers throughout the country are like, "Man, we've got people begging for this beer. Let's do it." They put it up to a vote. You know, the company won the vote, and it's called Priscilla because Dale's mother is a huge Elvis Presley fan. Nice. And so they kind of went with that uh, that name on it. But actually, really well done wit, and it's it's very cool. And then we're gonna round it out with Ten Fifty, yeah, cool. great um, which great is a uh, total classic. Yeah. It talked recently about how uh, Deviant Dale's got made. We were talking about different beers that were mistakes that turned oh, into sure, beers. Sure. You know that. Deviant Dales was a bad batch of, of Dales Pale, and they decided they didn't want to waste the batch and waste the beer, yeah, so they, yeah. they hopped the crap out of it, and that's how Deviant Dales be- became, you know? So, so much beer uh, well, it comes about that way. It's, you know, it's crazy how, you know, when you're a brewery and you've got to, the last thing you want to have to do is dump a batch of beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... Yeah, no one, no producer of, of consumables ever wants to do that. I remember it was a couple years ago... Um, you know, dogfish head. Yeah, he was talking about how he, you know he wouldn't let it go out. And he dumped a whole batch of one twenty. And but but also he was he was talking about how the, the big guys they'll they'll dump more mm-hmm. beer yeah. at one time than dogfish head at that time would make but in a yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, you can't dump if the beer's worth a liquid. Do- you know, that's 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 crazy. So and the big know, guys will tell you but that show just goes to show you at the time for Sam how bad that batch was because he did dump right. it. Right. So it was that far off that he was like, no, we can't. And the big guys pride that. themselves on what being fucking consistent, right? Right. Flying, Flying each batch into St. Louis. And yep. But when uh, last spring when we went out to Belgium, we visited Van Steenberg Brewery, which uh, makes Golden Drac. And then a couple years ago, they came out with Golden Drac 9000, okay. which is their quad. Yep. Uh, if you guys had it. Uh-huh. But um, so what's interesting about Golden Drac is that it's a, a triple, but it's dark. It's almost like the color of the beer we're drinking now. Not not quite, but... And then they came out with 9,000, which is a, a quad, and you think of quad as being darker than a triple, but it's light. It's kind of reverse. <laughs> and that beer came about when one of the shift brewers forgot to add one of the darker malts to Golden Drock. Cool. And they didn't know until the beer was packaged and they were sending it out of the warehouse, and they are like, wait, this is, this is not the right beer. So what they did was they sent it out to to pubs around the Bruges area and just test marketed it and it was a hit so they called it um, 9000 they called it a quad they kind of rebranded it and that's an example now it's in their main lineup and ex- it's an example of where mistakes happy turn mistakes. into yeah, that's awesome mistakes. Yeah, definitely. Mer- mistakes were made now are you definitely. having the wh- who used to bring the Belgians so we uh, yeah a couple of years we did uh, some Belgian tables we've had different importers so is that what that okay all right yeah they're they're importers so one year we had Merchant Duvin Merchant Duvin is famous for their Trappist portfolio they've got Orval Rochefort um, and Westmalla they do the Lindemans line so we had some of the Lindemans lambics out there they do Samuel Smiths and whatnot but we focused on Belgians and then um, you know I think one year we did. No, I think maybe it was Merchant Duvent. Yeah. Maybe just the the one year. We've okay. Had, we've had, like, uh, Duval Mortgat was out there last year. Okay. Pouring Duval and Leafman's, and, you know, Omegang's part of that, now Firestone Walker's part of that. Okay. And Boulevard's now part of that, but... Um, oh, and yeah, then, Boulevard, yeah, you're right. And then, uh, ooh. Yeah. Bells. 
So uh, we're happy to have Bells back this year. Last year they weren't able to make it. They couldn't right. send anyone from the brewery, so we had to, you know, we couldn't have them there, unfortunately. And they've always brought some cool stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they brought wedding yeah. ale. They brought, they brought some beers that we would never have here, which is really cool. I, I think what's where my favorite part about the Bells table is that they fly up a Bells flag like 20 feet into the yeah. air, and it's <laughs> one of the first things you see when you walk into mm-hmm. the festival, and they're there. It's this Any Bells flag at, yeah. hanging. And so, uh, Bells, we've got some, some pretty cool stuff here. Yeah, they're very proud of themselves um, for a good reason as well. So, a couple cores, we've got um, Oatsmobile, which is their Session Oat Pale yeah. Ale, which came out uh, earlier this year is new. And then we just kind of kick it off, uh, Oktoberfest, which um, they're going to be sending a cask, and we don't exactly know what it is yet. We're hoping it's Oktoberfest because... Uh, a lot of breweries, they'll use a cask as a uh, quick one-off. You know, take a take a standard beer and throw some auxiliary ingredients into it. Bell's not so much. <coughs> All Bell's casks are true cask versions of one of the beers they make. So you're not going to find too hard with tangerine. You're going to find a really good cask version. And they had too hard in the city, it. and it's freaking awesome. So we're crossing our fingers for an Oktoberfest cask, but we're not sure yet. So either way, Bell's Oktoberfest will be there. Um, and then we're going to roll out some 2015 Expedition Stout, which a year in always tastes good. Two years in is a little mm-hmm. bit better. Yeah, that, that um, beer ages fantastically. A, a new beer, it's going to be a, a Britannomyces Berliner Weiss, a Brett Berliner. And then uh, Barrel-Aged Hellhath No Fury, yeah. which is hard to find. And Hellhath has, since it's on hiatus the last couple of years... Yeah, they um, did it. St- Belgian Straw. Yeah, yeah, they did it last year... Uh, yeah, no, no, they did it last year, a short run of it last year, yeah. but it had been a while before yeah, a long uh, time. when they did it. Well, a couple years. And I got one bottle. Hell Half is kind of their, it's kind of like a, a double slash American stout hybrid, and it got its name from Larry Bell. He's been through a couple marriages, so I think Hell Half was based maybe like on his second wife, <laughs> you know? Um <laughs> It was good last year. I, I got one bottle. It was pretty damn good. I got a bottle oh, it's of Madison. One of my favorites. It's, yeah. it's a killer beer, and t- to find the barrel aged version to have them bring that is is killer. So really looking forward to that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'd love to have a nine hour episode. We need to write two Wait. beers. Let I, let me talk about one more brewery if that's good. Yes, Deschutes, and I want to bring Deschutes up only because like Bell's Deschutes was unable to make it last year. They were there the years before that. Um, but she right check? They were there the years before, right? They have. They have. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They have. Been I want to. I want to bring up a, a important topic. Sure. So, what That's was the biggest? It's not important. What was the uh, What was the uh, thing that you did to change the VIP status of uh, glassware this year? Oh yes. What do you mean? As far as what glasses the VIP users used this year? Oh yeah. So okay. So this year, usually, uh, VIP attendees get a nice. A nice piece of glassware where actual real glass. Yeah, real yeah. glass. You know this this event this festival takes place on all concrete. So mm-hmm. if you can imagine yeah, in the two, road, right? Two thousand people dropping glasses all glass all day is going to be a nightmare. So GA the bulk of it they get uh, plastic, plastic tasters. Uh, this year we. We, we do our VIP ticket launch event, and VIPs get their glass that day, and they can bring it home, keep it at home. That way, they get to the festival, everyone gets the same plastic taster. That way, we don't have people walking home having their, their VIP glass stolen, broken, or... Falling down. Or falling down because... Hey. 
That was fine. <laughs> because <laughs> Chuck drank too much Deschutes beer. Where are we going uh, with this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The glass. So I don't know who the Deschutes person was that was pouring in. That was your 20, nice big. What was your 2014? Your 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 uh, almost 16 ounce yeah. glass. That fucking thing is huge. Um, yeah. But they decided it was a good idea for. No, this is completely my fault. Chuck to have full glasses of the anniversary. Um, and the abyss. Yeah. And That's Chuck, being Chuck, <laughs> no. couldn't pull it, it out. So well, you don't want to waste the beer, man. I mean, it was an accident. Especially a good. Beer. I poured. I a poured lot out. of beer the last beer festival we were at, but not because I didn't like yeah. it. Because Chuck didn't drink enough water that day. Is the end yeah. of the story. And yeah, that's a key thing. It was my fault. Must oh, nice. we got oh. All this right. is it. Pass it around. Yeah, so very cool. Ooh, so in, in first yeah. look, but we get to keep another. Which is cool. <laughs> so in in years past, we've always gone with this uh, the same plastic like pilsner style cup for mm-hmm. GA. Yeah. It always worked. It's got some nice shape to it. It's the best out of options available. This year, we decided to kind of switch things up, and we went to like this little German Stein, this little five ounce German hey. Stein, and that's because we've got a lot of Oktoberfest beers this year, and it, it it holds well in the hand. It's got you know a sharp print on it, and um, uh, pro tip for beer festival people: uh, lanyards with a carabiner at the end. You can carry this around on your neck, I think. Hashtag pro tip. Yeah, pro tip. I would say uh, lanyard with a carabiner. Hashtag carabiner. Yeah, you could totally uh, rock this around your around your neck and not have to worry about um, carrying awesome. it. Not that it's I like it. big and bulky, but I mean, you That's could. Perfect. No, no, it's great. Two it's fingers in there. Two fingers hang on to it. It's got kind of an optical illusion to yes. the uh, yes. because of the uh, the fluting on the inside of the plastic. It just has that cool. Yeah, like, do not need LSD and look effect. at this thing. Right. Yeah. So, a couple of years ago with the shoots anniversary, you get to do that all, you get to relive that experience yes. this year, Chuck, yes. because this year they're bringing Black Butte 28, okay. nice. which looks, you know, the last couple of years, they, they all look fine, but this year looks really intriguing to me. It's, um, it's it, they're, they're Imperial uh, Black Butte with orange peel and then, uh, what, cacao nibs, cacao yeah. Uh, vanilla yeah. bean, and then a fifty percent aged in scotch. And oh, that's d- yeah. And bourbon barrels, and then they they also use some peated malt, I believe, in that. So yeah, they always change that up with a little bit of ingredients, don't they? Yeah, every year it's a little bit different. So we've got that. We've got uh, fresh squeezed, which is easily their number one mm-hmm. selling beer. It's a good beer. Um, then Hopsiet. Hopsiet is brand new this this fall. It's their German IPA. Um, they've called it their fall IPA, their autumn IPA, but uh, focuses mainly on German hops, so a little bit more of an earthier kind of feel to it. Um, then we get in some, some heavy hitters besides the anniversary. We've got um, Pinot Suave. Pinot Suave <laughs> is a, uh, it's a Belgian ale um, brewed with uh, Pinot Noir grape must and then aged in Pinot Noir barrels, nice. which is going to be Pretty really cool. nice. Um, and then we're going to have the Abyss Reserve Cognac. Oh, jeez, that's really good. So <laughs> this year they did... Is that a VIP beer or just a timed beer? No, it's going to be a VIP beer. We, I, the cognac's going to have to go out VIP because we've got a case of that, and that's in bombers, and that that's going to go quick as opposed to like a six barrel of a beer. But, right. Um, so Where do we start? So notes reserve to shoots. Yeah. Reserve cognac's going to go fire out of the gate. Um, but yeah, it's cool. We've uh, the, you know the last time they they released Abyss, they did two variants on it. They did a rye version and a cognac version. So. 
Um, they'll be bringing the cognac. So I really wanted to call it Deschutes because they've got just a solid lineup. Mm-hmm. And to back it all up, in case we all run out of beer, they've got Mirror Pond bottles, which are, nice. you know, a total classic as far as like yeah. West Coast, you know, you know, uh, craft palais. So. I see Fifty First Ward's coming back. That's cool. They yeah. found a bunch of stuff last year that was decent. Yeah, this year they're only going to bring two beers. Really? They're going to bring uh, 2015 Crispy Carl. Yeah. Okay. And then um, a new beer that we haven't seen before. It's actually called Baseball Head, and it's uh, an American pale wheat ale. So kind of like a hop forward American wheat. Because they, they, last year, I mean, they brought like freaking every version of Carl and Kareem. Yeah. And, I mean, they brought a bunch of stuff. I feel like they only brought three beers yeah, last year. <laughs> <laughs> but they were all barrel aged. <laughs> they brought a couple, more than three. Yeah, well, last year, let's see here, real quick, they've got... They, um, brought, they brought Crispy yeah, Kareem they and Crispy they Carl. Crispy Kareem, Crispy Cascadian, Intermediate Clerk Typist, yes. Dr. Dinkinson's, that was a double IPA. Whatever, yeah. double IPA, yeah. and the special tappings. Yeah, they they, yeah. they brought some decent stuff. Yeah. That's right, they did bring the Dr. Dinkinson, I forgot about that. But okay, Well, let's great. review these two beers real quick. We started with a uh, 2012... Bourbon County. Yep. Five. 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 Go ahead. As four point two five. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm gonna do five. No, I, I'll, I'll do four point seven five. That's where I'm at as well. Four seven five. That's fine as well. Yeah. I mean, you can't. 2012 was a salad. Mm-hmm. I can't all around. I know, year. and I can't believe how much burn is still in that yeah, year after four years. <laughs> it's spiteful. Four years. No, Goose Island. Yes. Yes. Take a picture. There's yeah. the tobacco too is just freaking off the charts. I get it from it, but I always get that. We'll from do it after the Bourbon County. I get a lot of tobacco out of that. And stuff. then now we're drinking the 2013 Big Hugs, Big Hugs, which has the coolest exterior label, I think, because it has the cartoon cat with the cool dinosaurs. That's my favorite. And then on top of it, the peel back was cool too. So, A lot of friendly kittens and a lot of (laughs) damage. And what a lot of people forget about this beer, it is not barely. It's just the Imperial Stout. It's also five for me. I give it four and a half. It's damn tasty. I'm going to give it a, f- a 4.75. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's where I'm at as well. Mm, I think a four and a half. You guys both suck. Gina. God. Yeah, we're talking about how terrible it is is because it was four, four and, and a half. Four and a half, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So... 4.75 overall. Yeah, while well, we were going through... Four and a half, I'm going to fuck this beer. Yeah. yeah. Dump it. Yep. Drain pour. Well, if you're going to the Great Taste, I hope this information was useful to nope. you. Thank Screw you. City. Beer fest. Or, oh, I said Great Taste. Whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> Screw City. The, I only feel insulted because there's no way we could ever be on the same level as Great Taste. 190. What an institution that, yeah. that festival is. Oh, uh, you're under like 30 years I, strong. I appreciate your mix up. Did you have a bit of drink in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a long way to go to be I'm on that. Sorry, I won't so, uh, Screw City Beer Festival closer. in downtown Rockford, Illinois, will be happening Saturday, September 10th. Uh, for those of the, you that have tickets, Great. I'll see you there. The uh, Beer with Friends podcast crew will be there. We will have swag to hand out. And we will have our t-shirts on. T-shirts on. Yes. And if you find us and you ask us for swag, we will give you swag. And 
some at some point around this podcast releasing, we will be releasing details about a contest that will be going on for Super Swag. We'll call it. We'll call it Super Swag. Super Swag. Yeah. So. Uh, Seek us out, check us out. Uh, hopefully, this information has been helpful and uh, useful for your preparation for the festival. Thank you, Aaron, for the insider information. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for being time. here. Can't, I can't wait. To wait. Come back. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be hopefully a staple. Uh, Hell yes. To this the podcast, not every week because I don't want to bog you down like that. If if need be, but uh, definitely I, I can make whatever stuff you up. can. I mean, yeah. I just <laughs> made everything up off the top of my head tonight. So right, well, done, I'll do that sir. again. I'll do that again. No but, problem. Uh, thanks for the beer, of course. That's fine. As always, uh, we need to plug our sponsors. I guess let's do it fast, real quick. All right, uh, you can go to theairman.com, click on the sponsor tab, and uh, go to the Amazon banner. You buy anything you normally buy on Amazon, and a portion of your purchase will go back to the network uh, to help fund the podcast. This one, as well as the others on the four-year strong D2R network. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also check out the uh, phoenixbeardoils.com, the official sponsor of the D2R network, and the official beard oil of the Beer with Friends podcast. I like your beard. Yep, smells like hops and leaves your beard silky and shiny and smooth. But Ryan, what happened? I will have... What do you mean what happened? There's no beard on your face anymore. I know there isn't, but none of that matters because I'm going to have I Like Your Beard samples at Super City. So if you find me... I have a sample. And if you like it that well, we'll also be able to... I'll be able look to for the only guy without a beard. Yeah, <laughs> in our group. Um, Period. If, it's, if it's you decide that... Scruff by them. Except for Gina. Yeah. <laughs> if you decide you want to uh, sponsor <laughs> or our uh, patron, uh, phoenixbeardoils.com... There's still time. There's a great <laughs> offer you can use. You can use the uh, promo code D2R. That's letters D the number two and the letter R and you'll get 10% off and a free sample yeah so do that or you just get a free sample that's yeah that that's too city. so and, uh, are you going to personally massage it into yes. people's <laughs> I, if you ask me I could I could I'm wearing I, I like your beard un- right un- now unsolicited just go up and just <laughs> yeah. go for it you, going for the you know, it's we actually have the. here's the thing if you're not sure you're going to like it we actually have a thing a dabber so you can put it on your hand and Get a scent. I could probably rub it on yeah. your face. I'm 11 months into yeah. my mm. my non-conditioned uh, beard. Yeah, <laughs> and between mine might be like a foot longer than yours. Well, between Dave and the the Phoenix Birdos and my friends at the parlor downtown Rockford, um, they've kept it maintained and uh, well groomed oh, for cherries. me. So. Maintained. Maintained. Yes. So. Thanks again for everybody coming. Uh, if you want to reach out to us and call us, I would love to hear people um, call us and tell us about their uh, Screw City Beer Fest experience after the fact. Matter of fact, it would be funny to get calls during the festival that you just saw us or, yes. you know. So Voicemail will be activated. Voicemails. You can call us at our voicemail line. That number is 321-413-5300. Once again, that's... 321-413-5300. Leave us a message, and we'll use it on an upcoming podcast. Uh, if you have any questions, we'll answer them, and suggestions, we'll consider them. So, thanks again for listening. Breaking news. Uh-oh. 
they're bottling Bourbon County stuff today, as we speak. Wow. I just got sent a picture. Hashtag don't fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just got this. Just got this time. Hashtag the too says early. They're bur- they're 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 yeah. Too so early. anyways. Anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hopefully, we'll see you at Screw City Beer Fest. We're hoping to get some audio uh, interviews while we're there for an upcoming episode. And as always, drink well and drink craft. Cheers. to the D2R Podcast Network, brought to you by Dream to Reality Entertainment. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the D2R Podcast Network on iTunes. Give us a rating and leave us a comment. We'd really appreciate it. Your word of mouth is our only advertising, so please do us a solid. Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening. <laughs>